Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience presented by DraftKings 2021 Week 12 picks against the spread game previews and of course the free money picks of the week. It'll be the second one of this week because we've already done the Thanksgiving games if you're looking for those. I mean, it's pretty easy to find. It's on Mayo Media Network, so subscribe to Mayo Media Network. We'll be good to go. Smash like time code us down in the description. And I'm giving three of you out there, if you do something for me, uh, $100 if you can do it. If you win the draw, all you need to do is subscribe to the Pat Mayo Experience on Apple Podcast or on Apple Podcast. Leave a five-star review. You can make something up you enjoy about the show, whatever it is. Twitter handle, email in there so I can contact you if you are a winner. And on this show, next week, I will be giving three of you $100 cash, no questions asked. Well, I guess the question would be, did you do that and the answer would be yes because that's the only way i could have found your name now isn't it if you've done it before uh, you might want to re-up on that one to bump it to the top of the list if not you're still qualified for the giveaways anyway because we always appreciate you leaving these audio reviews we're making one last push for the end of the year the listeners league is for the main slate on DraftKings this week link is down in the description in the newsletter where you can always find this show link early and that's especially relevant this week because this show i mean you won't know this until you're watching it but it will not be dropping at the normal time on wednesday mornings publicly it'll come out like wednesday afternoon publicly but you can still get that link on tuesday evening if you so demand it by subscribing to the mayo media newsletter good info in there good giveaways in there i suggest you do it we've already done the recap for the week jeff feinberg and tim was the big winner you were in second and uh, we're on to on to week 12 now but uh, how you feeling how you feeling about your chargers not getting that primetime game and getting cursed out of it yeah i don't know it is what it is a, a december game in cincinnati maybe it's just better that their son during it i didn't really make much of it but tim told me it would happen and at which point i knew it wouldn't and it didn't happen see people complain though they really are like have no idea how it works like we're in a very niche bubble that thinks seeing i mean i mean seeing like neutral football fans that like the concept of burrow and herbert and this love affair that we have with the nfl draft that that should be at nighttime. It deserves to be at nighttime. Mahomes moves a needle and it was against Denver. That's like an evergreen matchup for nighttime football. Like they obviously look at things like market shares and TV and way more than they look at where guys were drafted. I guess I know I'm saying market share one team being LA, but you know, we're, we're redheaded stepchild. Um, in yeah. that respect, you're like you're like Cincinnati's you're like, always you're like, like disrespected. The Chargers are like the Jets of LA. <laughs> 
I'll go with that. But I think someone else might see that as a hyper insult. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, we'll, we'll see. I mean, two the the two biggest markets, the team that you know, doesn't matter in those markets, that makes a lot of sense to me. But coming in, riding high after having the best week of anyone, it is the coin. The coin rebounding still ahead of Tim Andrecus in the overall standings. Once again, you can find the cheat sheet in the newsletter as well. But coming off a poll victory from the Thanksgiving show, it is the saddest man on the planet, Tim Andrecus. Tim Andrecus. That's not my name. Before we address that, I just want to say to Jeff, the reason I thought Chargers Bengals would get the spot is because I thought CBS would protect the Kansas City Denver game because they've got the late slate this week. It would protect or that week it would protect it in uh, in the five o'clock window. That's why I thought you would get Bengals Chargers because it would be protected. Uh, so I was wrong about that. Well, if people have missed the Thanksgiving show, I would suggest you go watch that first because there's going to be a lot of in references to that show in this show. But uh, I played my wife, my wife, the clips of you, Tim, and you know what you. Tim went on this big rant about sitting at dinner tables, and it turns out he eats dinner over the sink. So I think that we're going to host a dinner party, but she's just going to put a chair in front of the sink. That was her suggestion. <laughs> Look, you know, the both of you came on this podcast when I said that I thought at, at least 5% of people eat a meal a month, a month in front of the sink, and you laughed, and you mocked, and you scorned, and thousands of people <laughs> voted in that poll. Over 3,000 people cast a ballot. There you have it. And 17% of the people, that's almost one in five, eat a meal over the sink. So, like, you are all both wrong, Jeffrey and Patrick, by a factor of over three. So I want you to accept your wrongness and give me the credit I deserve for being a little bit more in tune with the common Joe and, and the common Jill than you are. And Four dollar uh, Campbell's soup wants me to give credit. No, 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 no. don't deflect, don't okay, deflect, don't try to you fight. You can get no, no, this, no. you'll get this. I think a lot of people, I'll give you credit. You deserve Thank credit. You. Even Thank if you. I downplayed it to 10%, you still cleared it. I can't take that away from you. I found the poll really intriguing as someone that observed it, like essentially from its ground floor. And I think I casted the 11th or 12th vote is that this number essentially held from go. Yeah. Um, and I guess that's something you as a doctor of political mayhem <laughs> might be familiar with, but at every like level from eight, 10 votes to a hundred to a thousand, like it re never really wavered in, in the percentage. That being said, I need to make note that I think a lot of people based on the yes. comments or feedback Th this, that this I is, saw, this is what we're getting at here. I saw the this same understood, thing. Like I have eaten a pastry over the garbage because it's convenient and that's crummy or maybe my wife made a muffin and I'll come in the kitchen and eat one but a meal like you said you stand up with the freaking hungry man over the sink that's one thing you haven't you made a grilled cheese sandwich and you just turned around and ate it over top of the sink because it makes a mess and it's full of crumbs yeah, I, I but i see <laughs> see the the only case so this is twofold here and one 16 percent is closer to is you know one in six, not one in five. We can give. We can give not, not, not. Seven. Even if it was You've seventeen, twelve hundred burners. It, 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 there's a whole bunch of stuff to, to unpack here with the poll, and I appreciate the viewers for this one because if you looked at the actual comments that were left, um, half of them were like trolling comments making fun of Tim. Uh, the ones that were pro that, 
I have a suspicion that, Jeff, you and I were wrong on this, and Tim was right. It was much higher than 5%. But I think this number is a little bit misleading. Because I think, Jeff, if you had tweeted this out, and not Tim, that were around like 8 to 10%, maybe lower, or if I had tweeted it out, it might be even lower than that. But because Tim put it out, people were immediately able to recognize which side of this Tim was on, obviously, um, <laughs> just by scrolling through. It's like, oh, that must be a Tim take. And there are people blindly voting on Tim's side to perpetuate the constant crazy take machine so Tim makes more crazy takes by this really, really gas him up. The people are just, Tim is so popular at this point, people will blindly follow him even though they oh, don't please. do it this is a no, of course shot. this just like this is uh no tim know. sells papers i get it there's like there's a there's tim moves a mayo media needle and people like to to put air in polls were rigged are they the ballot was rigged on this he won this, this i can't argue lie it. of the poll is it i just need to make a note pat that everybody who like a lot of just single men, I think, or or people. Cam Stewart's not a single man. Cam, Cam is Stewart on my side. I, I, I gotta ask you, a man of the people. Listen, I love Cam to death. Do you really want to inherit and be compared to his personal <laughs> living situation? This was the same guy that dropped eggs on the floor and left them there for a day. Well, that's troubling. But you know what? I love Cam, and uh, he's a man of the people too. And uh, he gets it. Like, you make toast in the morning for breakfast, and you eat it over the sink because it makes a ton of mess, and you don't okay, feel like taking how it to How is toast so messy for you? I don't understand. Do you just eat, do you eat like this? No, toast can be messy. Thank you, Jack. What do you mean toast? What do you mean toast like can that? be messy? You like or if you're having, like, a toaster strudel, like, the stuff falls all over the place. Or the pop tarts with those sprinkles on top that go everywhere that makes a mess. Here, here's like the other part. Here's the other part that I don't understand. I know you own one plate. That's all you own. So I get. I mean, I don't get why you would feel, especially if it's like breadcrumbs. That's pretty easy to wash. Uh, and washing dishes really not that big of a deal. But you have a ton of paper plates around I as don't it waste is. The paper plate. It's just easier to eat it over the... And again, See, this is what you're not understanding. No, it's a, it's a, here's here's what I fail to understand when it comes down to all of it. Um, I didn't realize that so many of you out there are dealing with serious issues. And I think you really need to talk to someone about that because this is behavior. You can get out of this type of behavior. You really can. But you really should talk to someone about it because, you know, I see it with Tim. Uh, you just live kind of these sad lives. You can get yourself out of this situation, though, uh, and be able to sit at a table and eat your food. Yeah, I think like, people like misunderstand. Most men live lives of quiet desperation. Okay, yeah, all right. I, 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 I just didn't realize so people, many. I, I just didn't realize there were so many pathetic people out there. Honestly, it's not. No, I think a lot of people misunderstood. Misunderstood. Like there are many times, more than maybe once a month. Where the bottom of a chips bag, I will like eat over the garbage, right? Or maybe yeah. the sink, but that's not a meal over the sink. But if like you order pizza in, you're by yourself. For no, pizza. no, I just told you the other. Pizza. No, no, setting up shop, setting well, up again, shop. I, it goes back to the fact that you quite aren't grasping. Might be TV alone, but setting 20, up shop. 
20% of the people, I know you think that this is the big lie. And that well, I mean, it, it, it was, it was, and they were all rigged because you it, see, it, if I get something, hold, hold, hold on, hold, hold on. You get something, but, but you're all, but you're already inflating it to it's closer to 15% than 20% for one thing when you look at the totals. Uh, addition, <laughs> one in six. A, a, so one in six. I mean, it's already changed from one in five to one in six. So you're trying to inflate sure. everything with your lies uh, to begin with. And then you have like the joke voter. This is essentially what this comes oh, down yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. You retweeted like three people who were openly mocking you and you didn't realize that they were mocking you. I don't think they were mocking you. Well, yeah, you didn't think that the Dolphins guy was mocking you either. I don't think he was. Well, that means, means you have serious mental problems. Oh, no, but here it is. If I think that somebody's doing something to mock me, I get accused of main character syndrome. Oh, you think everybody's out to make fun of you. But then if I say something's being serious, like, oh, don't you realize that person's trying to mock you? Like I can't win no matter it, which way I turn. It would be one we'll thing. It would be one thing. Thank you, Jeff. Yeah, but Thank it, you it's not that he that. can't win. It's because he lives in an alternate reality. You ask people, and people present to you these facts, and it's not just me doing it. It's well, now we're up to like seven people who have commented in on this and trying to figure out what's parody and what's not. Seven people agree it's parody. The other person, you, believes it's not. The seven people are right, Tim. You're not. You just you maybe okay. just have no trigger for that maybe you just you know, don't see it i think this has also been like a defining factor in why i don't really feel like there's much of a debate and who could be more insane between tim and my agree and i because i'm self-aware enough to just acknowledge like some of the sad realities of of my reality well tim like totally lacks the self-awareness required to pick up on some of these things I don't agree with any of this. Of course you I, don't. You're living I, well, in your truth. Well, the truth is that you were wrong by over a factor of three on that poll. That's what's the truth. So less than what you thought a bouquet of roses was worth. Sure, but again, here we go. Are you turning the subject matter to a more comfortable ground for you? No, I, listen, I, 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 Jeff and I both admitted that we were wrong on the poll. That that's, then that's, why can't we just accept that and then move on instead of turning oh. it then immediately something else that you can whack me with? Well, oh no, be, because the poll number, the, 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 the poll true baseline number. That's not, the whole thing. Not, I, I'm saying that if we ran this poll not on Tim's account, it would be around eight to eight to twelve percent, probably in that range, maybe lower. There were a lot of people out there trying to push no vote uh, to push votes against me on this poll if anything if the polls inflated it's probably inflated in the other direction that's not true that's i mean as a political chaos agent uh someone who studies but we'll get our polling expert in on this to see what they have to say <laughs> about our whether the legitimacy of how the results of this what the margin of error let's say in this poll coming in would be because i would feel that it's very high okay well i i don't think that it would be that high beyond the normal like 19 times out of 20 correct that's because, I like where I'm standing with. Well, of course you do, but that's not good news for you. Every time you think you have like a good grasp on things, it goes tits up. Yeah, that's what you say. You're just annoyed. When was, the again. when was the last time that you felt really good about something and then it continued to happen? I don't know. I'm sure there were examples of it. Most people have like very distinct examples in their life of when this happens. You give me one. I mean, I was right about last year's Super Bowl. Okay, so we are almost a calendar year removed from that. I liked Hideki to win the players. Well, that was two years ago. That was three years ago, and he didn't fucking win. Uh, he won. That 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 counts. Uh, I can tell you what he called correctly. 
But around call- around week three, he told us exactly what the, the state of the New York Jets. And if you just isolate that tape without taking <laughs> some of the things he said between weeks like four <laughs> through others, then like that was a true statement. Okay. No, no, I, I mean, whatever. So if I'm feeling good about it. All I want to tell people out there, very seriously, if you voted yes in that poll with Tim and you're watching the show right now, I can hear you, but there's other people that can hear you too. 1-800-273-TALK, 24-hour crisis hotline. They will be able to listen to you and you can express all your feelings to them. I suggest very much so, uh, especially because it's the holiday season that you should really call that number. So uh, we should move on to the games. Tampa Bay at Indianapolis. Indianapolis, favored. Actually, not favored. There are two and a half point underdogs at home. It's a weird number, isn't it, Jeff? Like considering, you know, the this is after the Monday night football game. The the Buccaneers won out one in prime time for the recovered in prime time for the first time in ages. And now we have the Colts coming in, riding high, obviously. But do we think that Tampa's defensive line is so banged up at this point that they're like tremendous run defense has no shot of slowing down Jonathan Taylor? Because it seems like Tampa's a significantly better team. Maybe I'm reading that wrong. I mean, I guess Vita Vea being out still is a bit of a blow there, but they're so deep up front with Sue, among other people. If you are wondering, uh, this line was three and a half last week, Pat. So the fact that it went right through to two and a half, like that's more, you know, that's that that's a significant movement, I guess. It crossed the key number. Uh, you know, the Giants got dismantled by the Bucs and the Colts looked absolutely amazing. Uh, yeah, I don't, it does feel like we're being begged to back up uh, 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 an underdog here. It, this seems tricky. I don't know that that Colts defense, though, does feel like it could cause Brady and them a lot of trouble. It does, although the offensive line has been better than average, I would say, for the Buccaneers so far. And I'm not, I mean, it didn't come to fruition last week because the Colts were just in the backfield. Josh Allen looked really, really bad. And we kind of hit on this on the Thanksgiving show that the Bills are kind of like more geared to be an indoor team. Is it weird that the Colts might be more geared to be an outdoor team than an indoor team at this point? I think yeah, that's of course. Well said, yeah. yeah, that's that's a great point. And I would argue the Bucks, but Brady benefit greatly from being indoors. Yeah, so I like the Bucks minus two and a half here. It's on a short list of super locks for me, Tim. I'm going to go the other way. I like the home dog. Um, I just think it's going to be a very close game. And if that's the game, I mean, I watched that whole Tampa game last night. Tampa won 30 to 10. It was not an impressive performance. Uh, the Giants were not just, the Giants were just flat, flat, flat. Uh, and Tampa looked okay. Brady looks good in spots, shaky in others. I think this is a marvelous test. If Jonathan Taylor can tear through this defense, uh, you know, that, that will be uh, one heck of an accomplishment. So, yeah, I'm going to play the, the the Colts here in what I think is a close game. I want the points. Jeff, are you taking – I'm ta- going to – Oh, go ahead. No, I'm going to say I'm going to lean with you here, Pat. I'm going to take Tampa. It really boils down to the injuries the, that the Colts have in the secondary. Uh, it seems like they could be down two of their safeties. They're now down, I think, both of their starting safeties from the start of the year. And that's sort of exactly where Brady can dominate you. You know, he knows exactly what you're going to do. He's going to see it before it happens. Granted, Darius Leonard is spectacular and he can play 
uh, what feels like two and a half positions at times. Uh, I feel like I'm trying to get tricked here, and I don't want to get tricked. So give me Tampa. Tampa Bay. Not sure if Antonio Brown is going to be back for this game or not. I'm guessing not. Probably just hold him like they're they're coasting to the playoffs at this point. So keep him out as long as possible to make sure these 100 percent by the time the games really start to matter in this circumstance. He already got Gronk back as well. So they're starting to get a little bit closer to full strength once the second. If they can get the secondary back uh, towards the end of the year and get them some like get, get some conditioning reps, at least they should be fine in this spot. So Tampa for you and I, Indianapolis for Cust and the coin. Ah, here's the primetime game. The main screen game, Tim. Jets at Texans. Here we go. Texans are only favored by two and a half points in this game. 45 is the over-under. Am I safe to guess that Flacco is going to play quarterback? We don't know. They're holding their cards pretty close to the the chest. We don't know who's going to play. Either which way, let's be honest, you've got to play the Jets here. You can't lay points with the Texans. Uh, I get not betting the game at all because, like, these are two terrible, terrible teams. But you can't play the Texans here. We're going to tease the Jets up. Because even if the Jets lose this game, they could. I mean, there's the Jets. They could lose this game. They're not going to lose by double digits to the Texans. I just don't think that's on the cards. Uh, Yeah, I mean, the over-under is way too high. That, that that I don't I don't don't imagine this game getting over forty five. I mean, if Zach plays, he's got a bit of a chance. Elijah Moore has looked fantastic the last few weeks, so maybe he and Zach Wilson get something going. But Michael Carter is out for the Jets and the Texans. The Texans just don't have a whole lot going on on the offensive side of the ball. So, really, really like the under in this game, and I will play the Jets and we'll tease the Jets up to nine and a half because of the first leg. Of a five-team, seven-point tease. Seven-point teaser this week. I'm curious to see uh, why it's a seven-point teaser and not the (laughs) six-and-a-half or the six. Well, you'll see. I I, I think I have the game in my mind looking at the sheet of why it's going to end up being on that number. I think the biggest bet in this game, depending on what the number opens at, is Ty Johnson over receptions with Michael Carter out. That seems just like a... Even if it's like four and a half, the over probably still hits when that comes down to it. I like the Texans here, Jeff. The Texans have looked better their defense looks pretty good the way that tim talked about the jets defense through like three weeks of the season before they were the worst unit in all of football uh the texans have kind of rounded into that team their pass rush is now like top 10 in the league it continues to get better they rocked like basically what we said about that game last week actually came to fruition where if the Texans can just get up early, they can kind of put Tennessee in a bad hole because they'll be able to get into that backfield because the offensive line for the Titans is so bad at pass blocking that if they can't effectively run the ball or just not able to because of the score, all of a sudden you got a problem on your hands. Well, the Jets can't block and Joe Flacco is horrible. Zach Wilson's even worse and Mike White is probably the best of the bunch, but apparently he's no longer eligible to be playing for the Jets. Maybe Josh Johnson can play. He's like their second best quarterback, but the Texans are going to be in the backfield without blitzing this entire game. So I don't even really know how they're going to end up scoring points. Like the Texans defense to me at this point, and maybe it's a bit of a different situation because the corners on the dolphins are so much better that maybe the jets can have an opportunity there to just kind of chuck the ball off and let their guys go make some plays. But I just think that the time in the backfield for Flacco is going to be a whole lot less for the Texans. He's going to have to face more people in coverage. So the Texans are one and oh as a favorite against the spread so far this season. I say, they make it 2-0 against the spread defensive scores or some sort of goofy turnover I can see for the Texans and 
Tyrod's just going to run wild over a, over these guys. That, that's exactly what's going to happen. Tim, you can watch Brendan Cooks on your fantasy team score all the points against your favorite team. Phenomenal. I can't wait. This game will not be on the main screen on Sunday. Maybe we'll have to put it there. Ugh, no, there's good games this week. I don't want to watch this. I mean, I want to watch this game because I'm masochistic, but I don't want everyone else to have to endure it. Jeff, is there any better betting situation in football than betting on about the Jets with Tim when they're coming off one of these big wins? As devotees of the show will remember, maybe you do too, I don't know. But Tim gave me two to one on a Dolphins anytime straight up win against the Jets this season after they beat the Bengals. <laughs> Go ahead, get your laughs in. That's fine. <laughs> Oh, you're sick. You're sick, and you're, you lack the self-awareness I was oh, talking yeah, about. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're just pushing that line, Jeff, because you know that you're going to get like 30 to 40 to 50% of the vote, and you're out there like a spin doctor after a debate just trying to, to spin the narrative in your direction. I, I know what you're doing. Please. You're so goddamn insane. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I'm insane. You're the one who brought it up. You're the one thinking about it all the time. You just said something. I don't know what you're even talking about. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Okay. What are you talking about it all the time? You, you brought literally... it up unsolicited today. Unsolicited. Because you're saying insane things and you're not even self-aware enough you to say realize things all the time. Here's the thing. You're not even self-aware enough to think you're like the slightest. Like you think everything you do is right and normal. Well, if I did you by your I, grandma, if I didn't think what I was doing was right, I wouldn't do it. But I'm saying you give no, like, you don't, you're so absolute. Like, you don't even give any credence. Like, maybe I'm, like, you're like, no, I'm so not insane. I could never be insane. No, I Everything be. I do no. is normal. Normal to me. Hey, that's fine. I don't know. I now, like, what Go am ahead. I supposed to talk Go about ahead. this game now? You just yeah. wasted my time to talk about yeah. the game. Yeah. I like that Rex and and Salah seem to have squashed their beef a little bit. So good for you on on that. Seems like they had a, good, a yeah. conversation. I'm going to make a revolting bet. That's picking the Texans, laying points, needing the Texans to w win by what be by what might be a field goal or more by the time the game kicks off i don't i don't um, i don't think so because this game was at three for the texans and it's down to two and a half if flacco plays i'd be less confident in the texans i feel like he could just dissect it and and make it work okay that would be way more of a wild card i know what paul is up to paul just tweeted out himself whether anyone eats meals over the sink at least once a month over 10 minutes. So, and guess what? The vote is 82 to 18, the exact same ratio as my why Paul's trying so hard. The exact on same this. ratio. How, 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 how many, how many you're votes let, are you're going to allow Tim to just gloat again? 200, like 200 votes. But again, it's the same thing as Jeff said, that percentage has held no matter what the <laughs> amount of votes have been. Well, add more, I guess. 20% of the people eat a meal over a sink once a month. That's who we well, are. I mean, I, mean it, I gave out that mental health line crisis number just in case that number is accurate because I'm worried about people. Unlike you, who think this is normal behavior. Well, clearly it is. Why? Because one in six people do it? 
that means that 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 means a lot of people are doing something. One in six people are doing I mean, something. That, that is a, a that, that is a gigantic minority. You realize that? That's still a ton of people. I just didn't realize there were so many sad people watching that show. That bums me out. What does it bother <laughs> me? It validates me. Well, well, how does that validate you that eighty five percent of people disagree with you? Oh well, that I'm used to. But the fact Hold that there's a certain of it. You just want to employ sad people, but you don't want them to be watching also. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's part of the fun of the entire thing. Are you, so you're taking Houston, correct? Yeah, I know the battle for second overall, right, Tim? Yeah, that's right. With the Lions being in a really good shape for the first pick. The Jets having right now number two and number five, you know, feeling pretty good about things. Oh, Tim, you got breaking news? I do indeed. Zach Wilson will be under center for the New York Jets this Sunday. Uh, great, which is great. If, if he gets to play the Texans and if he tears them up, uh, I'll be very excited. Either way, I'm glad to see him back after a brief hiatus. This is this is a, a great spot for him to come back. A brief hiatus? He was supposed to be out two to four weeks. Last week was week five. He was just too big of a chicken to play Tua. You wanted him to be 100% healthy before he came back? He's now obviously 100% healthy. I look forward to seeing him play well. I mean, this year is all about next year. We have Michael Carter, who looks like a beast at running back. We have Elijah Moore, who's been the second or probably better said the third best rookie receiver and a beast uh, since we drafted him. We have Corey Davis. We have Zach coming back. We have two top five picks next year, uh, which we'll use on the defensive side of the ball. We have Carl Lawson coming back. We have May probably coming back. Zach settling in 2022 has all the makings of a worst to first year. So I'm excited. Oh my God. You You'll know, you know, you say this playoff. You, you have said this year. every year on this show. We even had a friend dig up all of your tweets that resemble this exact same thing. The Jets just fucking suck. They're never going to be good. Why don't you just deal with it? Never going to be good. Okay. All right. Well, then if you say so, have they okay. ever in the entire time that I've known you, have they been, since we've been doing this show, have they ever been good? Well, I mean, you and I watched them beat the Chargers in that hey. divisional game. Well, we did. He and I were watching that game together. That was, that was before we did the show. That was over 10 years ago. And then the next year, they beat the Patriots in the second round and got to the championship game and got screwed against the Steelers. And then we started we, doing this show the year after that. Have they been good since? Well, they had that one year they went 10 and 6. How did that work out? They got screwed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's, I, maybe it's your fault that they're so bad. Maybe, maybe it's all my fault. Yeah. Okay. Sure. I'll, I'll take the, I'll take the slings and arrows. I don't care. Well, yeah. people. Well, we're we're talking, just, well, we had Jets fans tweeting into the show saying that you were embarrassing Jets fans based on like how mental you are. Okay. Well, that's nice. It's good that that's what they that's what they want to believe. Okay. Like, I'm not bothered by these things. You can't rattle me. I'm unrattleable. That's the difference. Well, I mean, what if Zach looks really bad against Houston? Like then, then I'll say it's his sixth game as a quarterback, and it's so, okay. So like, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how bad he does, Jeff. Only if he's good does that matter. Yes, if he's good, it matters. If it's if he's bad, it doesn't matter. This early on, absolutely. You might say that's an unfair uh, grading curve, but it's a lot harder to look really good than it is to look really bad. Peyton Manning nearly threw 30 interceptions. As why does Tua, like, why is it so fair for you to be so critical of Tua? And, La and, oh. and, and Lawrence at the same time, but Zach Wilson gets a complete pass. Zach does get a pass. He's uh, not, hasn't been healthy. He hasn't had the help from his receivers. 
Tua. You said they had a bomb squad. Well, I mean, by the numbers, they had the best receivers in football in weeks eight and nine, and have been one of the top scoring teams in football. So when they uh, didn't have when they didn't have Zach Wilson, they had the best. I don't want you know what. You know what? You're not going to get me rattled. No, I, but me... I'm asking you a genuine question. You just said that they had the best receivers in football by the numbers in weeks eight and weeks nine. They have those same receivers now, so shouldn't they still be good? I expect a very nice week out of Zach. I'm hopeful. But if things go wrong, I'm going to let it slide. It's still like week six or seven for him, so it's okay. Just out, of, develop. Just out of curiosity. In your like first list of excuses for Zach, which I agree in many cases are totally fair, and there are ceiling plays, and there's you're allowed to be excited. Granted, not being able to move the ball and put up points against Houston and a Lovey Smith base that like that I think Flacco could move the ball on, that that would be demoralizing. You could a deny that. Look, Hold on, look, but but, but the first two things you say is he's been injured. And he hasn't been healthy, and he hasn't had the support of his receivers. That's literally like Tua last year. And you were so, myself included, but you were so hard on him. But now it that none of those factors seem relevant. I'm I'm, I'm currently trying to reach to grab the knife and take it out of my back right now. <laughs> I feel like I've just been stabbed Why? by you. You were a partner in crime with me for the entire 2020 season on uh, the quarterback at Miami. And now, like Brutus, you've turned, <laughs> turned on me. Come on now. Look, my indictments against Tua was that I wasn't seeing the upside plays and that he was being benched in the middle of games when the team was in a playoff hunt uh, to, for Ryan Fitzpatrick so they had a chance to win the game. Like, come and you know, you know this. You know the arguments. I don't know why you felt it necessary to do that. But... Uh, you know, okay, maybe because you think it's good for SEO or something. Well, well just you, for you defending did, Zach by saying he's not healthy and he hasn't had the support of his receivers, and you've been so start benching hyper, halfway through games so that we are bringing in another quarterback so we can help the team win. Well, then, then exactly, yeah, exactly. But, I, again, I didn't bring him up. I didn't bring him up. You brought him up. Oh, yeah. I mean, so you brought up giving free passes to injured rookie quarterbacks. Or rookie quarterbacks coming off of injury. That's where I made the leap to Tua. No, no, but these are different circumstances. <laughs> and I explained why they're different circumstances. Well, Tua's not even living rent free in Tim's head. Tua is Tua is forcing Tim to pay part of my rent, part of our friend. You lost a lot of money on the weekend. <laughs> yeah, I know it wasn't a great weekend. Thanks to Tua. So thank you, Tua, for all of that. I, I mean, he really styled on you guys in Gotham too. Style they won by 10 points, yeah. In modern NFL, like covering by the spread by more than a touchdown with a win, that's a lot of points. Okay, yeah, it's the greatest quarterback of all time, I guess. No one said it. I I don't believe anyone said that now, did they? That's the implication. Well, the the implication is that there's no real difference between Tua and Zach, except for Tua, you know, has won more than one game in his career, and yeah, and when his competitive they have benched zach halfway through games oh they, 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 well they well they just don't play him because he's not yeah. he's he's a bit i mean you were calling to a soft two weeks ago when he couldn't play with a broken finger on his throwing hand then he came into the game zach wilson can't even come into the game in other words he could have played but they just decided not to let him play till they needed him. again these are not the same thing i mean you can try to 
make the square circle or the circle well, square. Well, it sounds like Zach Wilson's just far more pathetic. He sounds like he's someone who eats stuff over the sink. I, I have no idea. Again, I, and I don't think that's pathetic. So I, I don't even take you at that premise. Well, I mean, I get that you don't think it's pathetic because you do it. But what did you see the majority of comments respond to that poll with? Like, I think there was disgust. A, 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 well, some people, yes. But the majority but of think, people. But there was also people like Cam who were like all about it. Okay, what I want you to do when you go home is uh, take the eggs out of your fridge and just dump them on your floor and leave them there for a day. <laughs> just do that, and then you and Cam can live the same. And you also have to well, drink. You, a, can... you also have to drink a twenty-six of vodka tonight too. I can't do that. I probably haven't drank the. Well, you don't sound like you're very much a man of the people now, do you? You you ask him about this on the Friday show and see if he doesn't agree with me. I guarantee that he'll agree with you. And then me and Pizzola will be like, "Good God, man!" <laughs> like, get okay, it over there, death. You like you're having a bit of a fit. Like, get it together. Are you having a gig fit? No, <laughs> he just dropped the mic. <laughs> Great. That's going to take thirty minutes to get back in order. Now we just fixed oh, that. We're mic okay. Too. No, we are. It still works. This is great. Anyway, news. Yeah, give me the Jets, and I think if you like the Texans, you should bet them now because this, or you should not bet them now. I think this line's going to swing towards the Jets being favored uh, by kickoff. How many turnovers in this game for Zach Wilson? If I set it at over one and a half, Jeff. Over, right? Houston. So I'll say one. I mean, Houston just. 40. I'll be nice on the way out. Okay. Philadelphia and the Giants. The Giants coming off, or are on a short week, sorry. Coming off a of shellacking on Monday night. The Eagles are like the new hot team. All I've really seen about the Eagles this week are two things, Tim. One, Jalen Hurts is now the number one fantasy quarterback in total points on the season. Number two, a breakdown of the rest of the season's schedule. People are doing with Philly like you did with the Jets three weeks ago. And they're just giving them wins all the way down the stretch and saying, you know what? Not a bad Super Bowl bet at 80-1. to 1. It looks like they're going to make the playoffs. I don't want to say that the Eagles are going to outright lose to the Giants, but that three and a half, I feel like that half's going to get people here. I'm taking the Giants at home. It's just a bit of a case of one team is just being pumped up way too much on one side. Uh, Jason Garrett was just fired. I know that Freddie Kitchens is stepping in, but that seems like lateral at, at worst. So no, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't think that's true. Freddie Kitchens, when he was an offensive coordinator in Cleveland, before he got the head coaching job, was actually a reasonable uh, offensive coordinator. I'm with you. I'm not teasing the Giants up because the Giants, I don't trust them at all, but I'm going to take the home dog in division here. I think that's the way to play this game. I listen. I think we're reading the same tea leaves here, Jeff. It's hard not. I mean, ugh, I love Jalen so much, but I guess the Giants just being at a total nut low. What an embarrassing scene on Monday night. Some of the cutups from that game, like three receivers in like a three yard window of each other on third down. <laughs> Total shit show. Well, it's, that's a great. I thought that was a great strategy. You just throw it in that direction. It's like, you know, what was it? 500 up. You just have enough people in that one space and hopefully one of your guys comes down with it. That's a savvy move on their part. I guess. But unfortunately, on that play, a three man rush beat a five man <laughs> front and, and got right into uh, into Jones's face. But it does seem like the smart 
play. I don't know if it's the narrative play, but the smart side this week does appear to be on the Giants. And I will like to say, well, Pat, I think you see yourself as a um, Saints whisperer and you finally got God and no reason to not feel confidence in being able to predict the Saints. And I think you'll be right. Or I guess, I don't know. I think you were right. Speaking as this, that game may have already happened. Um, I see myself as an eagle whisperer. I'll take the Giants plus three and a half. Late game, four quarter game, real just weird NFC East football game. Come probably even coming down to a kick. So I'm going to take um, the three and the hook. All right. So round of Giants, not the coin though. The coin is going to stick with Philadelphia in this game. Carolina at Miami. Miami is a two point dog at home. 43 and a half is the over under. This one is tricky for me because it really feels like Carolina is by far the superior team, especially at what they do well versus what Miami does well. And what I mean by that is the Dolphins' corners are excellent. That doesn't really make that huge of a difference when you're playing Cam. Like, this is going to be a very run-heavy game, a lot of short throws, a lot of stuff over the middle, a lot of misdirection, a lot of Christian McCaffrey. The run defense is pretty good for the Dolphins, but McCaffrey's going to be able to be utilized out of the backfield and in the flats, and that's really where the Dolphins are weak. Um, so, you know, they're going to sacrifice Robbie Anderson to run nines down the sidelines. Great. I mean, that's him getting zero would be like what he does every week. So, not that big of a deal. When you look at what Carolina does well defensively yeah they're getting healthier in the secondary Gilmore's been really good for them but at the same time and they do have some spots like deeper in the secondary and that's just not really where the Dolphins are going to attack you because there's still no Parker there's still no filler it's going to be a lot of short passes uh and the offensive line while it did hold up pretty well against the Jets it wasn't immaculate by any means like there were stretches of that game when we were watching it Tim where the Jets were into his face the entire time totally. he, he got totally. the, he got the ball out pretty quickly and when they were able to find the right rhythms they were able to do really well and they finally sucked them in for that deep throw and just Mac Collins was wide open down the field Field. The Carolina pass rush is still pretty good, and Miami's offensive line is still one of the worst units in all of football. I just think when you look at the line of scrimmage, if my Miami's going to have to blitz the shit out of Carolina, but that works a lot worse when the team is primarily going to try to run the ball and when you can run RPOs out of the backfield. So I just think, you know, like styles make fights. I think this is a great matchup for Carolina. I like the minus two here. I'm this with you. Super lock. I agree with everything you said yeah. and specifically how those styles can make fights and how good they can be with the quick passing game or that RPO game. You catch them a couple times in this game. It almost feels for certain Pat that Miami's going to get caught um, playing something too aggressively and, and Newton will be able to sneak the ball out to McCaffrey for, for huge plays like big chunks at a time. Uh, great point with the corners there. I guess to to play off the joke, I, the dream is going to finally die for, for the Dolphins this week so Tim can stop complaining about articles that point to their 0.9% chance of a postseason spot. And looking at what Carolina does very poorly on defense, like they're really bad at stopping the run, and Miami's running game is just so lax. Like Gaskin's been scoring fantasy points, but when did they, like when we were watching that, Tim, like when did the Dolphins look the worst in that game? It's when they kept running that stupid wildcat with Miles Gaskin. Like 
they were over and over they, again they, in they the were, red zone. Yeah, they were just trying to get I real. They were trying to get real fancy for no reason, and I didn't quite understand it because yeah, to, it to, was great. Every time they ran it was like a victory for the Jets. And uh, your point is exactly right. the Dolphins are a blitz and cover team, but that does not work against a team that can that can destroy you on screens like the the Panthers can. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm going to take Carolina. Uh, as well, the coin, you would think Baltimore would be able to kill a team on screens. Yeah, but, though, but, but, but Baltimore doesn't run screens like that. Baltimore's all like pounded up the middle, Lamar running and deep shots, or like these like twenty yard seams to Andrews down the middle. McCaffrey is really the big X factor here for Carolina. Like between him and Cam, like it's one thing when you're bringing safety blitzes the entire time on Lamar and containing him to the pocket. Like Devontae Freeman's not beating you. Le'Veon Bell's not beating you. Christian McCaffrey will. Yeah. And I mean, you mentioned it with the O-line of the Dolphins. A big concern for me in this game, Pat, would probably be that I think Carolina's given up the second most quarterback pressures this year. To, to a definitive gap between their second most and the Dolphins with the most. I just think that Carolina D-line is has so much more capability of really causing havoc against a piss-poor offensive line, say, compared to that Dolphin D-line that, I mean, we saw them on national TV get trouble, but like you guys mentioned, there were times in that game where Flacco felt comfortable in the same embarrassing way that the chargers allowed Ben to feel comfortable. Like what the f- hell, man? And I think it shouldn't happen. I, I think there are enough playmakers on the Carolina offense as well, whether it be DJ Moore or cam himself or Christian McCaffrey and God forbid, Robbie Anderson, that the dolphins are going to sell out and blitz from all over the place. And they're going to leave themselves susceptible to big plays. And I think that Carolina has the right type of personnel to take advantage of stuff like that. Like, when you look at them, they feel like a chunk yardage team uh, from a lot of places on the field, even though they're not like hyper consistent. Cam's not great at throwing a deep ball. Like Cam, I mean, the, the sneaky thing about last week is Cam kind of looked pretty washed throwing the ball, didn't he? I saw nothing to be confident about him. Uh, <coughs> I'm hard pressed to pick the Panthers many times this year going forward, but just this is a fantastic spot for them. And the Dolphins are now starting to get some buzz. They've won three straight games. People talk about their schedule too and how soft it is. And uh, let's just get the Dolphins out of here. They don't even have their own pick. So, I mean, it'd be kind of funny if the Dolphins uh, kept winning and missed the playoffs, but they don't even have their own picks. Tennessee and New England. I think Tampa India is probably the game of the early slate. This is probably pretty close. This is not going to be a fun game to watch by any means, but the Patriots are favored by six at home. 44 is the over-under. We talked about this on the show last week, that if you like the Patriots in this game, bet them last week when this line was two and a half for the Patriots because we all thought that the Texans were going to give the Titans problems, and that would just shift this line so immensely. I don't know what to do here because I have just been so confused about the Patriots all season long that – Oh, maybe they are actually this legit. But as we talked about on the Thanksgiving show, are the Patriots are will the Patriots be able to sustain this level of efficient offense, ground game, and great defense for the next three months? Because it feels like they may have peaked early. Not to say that, that peak is over by any means, or that it will be over, but it kind of feels like a buy low on the Titans, buy like sell high on the Patriots, but like AJ Brown might not even play in this game. Like it's it's looking tough for the Titans. Are they this year's Steelers? You're 100% right that it does feel like with the spread based on last week, there's definitely a buy low 
opportunity on Houston, but you know, the Patriots can lay the wood and they just don't let bad teams. They're so good at not beating themselves. And there's so many bad teams and bad coaches in the league that just will beat themselves through the attrition of, you know, four quarters. And I found last week in the league, a lot of coaches, like there's such a gung ho to go for it all the time. Um, and, you know, Matt Nagy in that Baltimore game, there are just a couple examples where don't you just, like, need to know your opponent? Like, if you're not playing one of three quarterbacks, you don't need to desperately feel like you got to go for it all the time. Oh. Like, Breaking news again. Do you see why Zach Wilson is starting this week, Tim? No, I, I have no idea why. You worked your voodoo magic. Unvaccinated Flacco put Mike White on the COVID reserve. They're, they're both out. <laughs> What? <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. That's 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 crazy. I hope everybody feels okay. And you don't think that you have special powers. I, I don't think I have special powers. I will say in this game, without a doubt, I like the Patriots. The Patriots have played badly in a grand total of one game this season, and that was against New Orleans. They gave away a, a, a gimme victory to the Dolphins with a fumble in week one. They played the, the Cowboys to a draw. They played Tampa to a draw. And then they won every other game other than New Orleans. Uh, Tampa, New England's played really, really good football. Uh, and it's time for us to accept that fact. And so we're taking them and we're teasing them down actually to plus one because I need to get that seven on a couple other games. Oh, teasing so through zero, huh? Yeah. But just oh. the, I, I really Titans money game. line it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, would that be shocking? No, because the Titans have beaten every other good team in the AFC. Uh, they still have a game lead on everybody. If they were to win this game, then they basically would have a two-and-a-half game lead over everybody or a game-and-a-half lead over everybody with all these head-to-head wins. Yeah, but they, uh, but, and, they, but they have an unfortunate situation coming up where they still have to play the Jags and the Texans again. Games are guaranteed to lose. Maybe, but I mean, if the, the Titans winning this game would give them a huge advantage to putting the AFC playoffs through Nashville. Uh, it would be a big, big, big win if they were to have it, but I don't think they're going to. I don't see them being able to get through the Patriots. The Patriots don't do anything poorly. And as long as they don't beat themselves, I, I really like New England here. Really, it, really like them. Per, per the numbers, New England's the best team in football right now. I, I, I believe it. I believe it. At least the best team in the AFC. I, I think there are NFC teams that are better. But I, I can get behind it. I sure. understand it. Yeah, by, by the numbers, the top four teams in football are the Patriots, Rams, Cowboys, and Bucks. Um, and then there's I'm, like a drop-off after that. But I'm just going to say, like, I think Tennessee wins this game. I don't have a ton of reason why. But they tend to up their game. Again, I mean, Vrabel knows how the Patriots want to run on offense. He understands their defense probably better than any other coach in the league. Uh, Tennessee has given the Patriots problems. I think like the talent gap between where the teams are at right now heavily favors the Patriots. It's just more of a spot type game and where you know, the past two weeks, all we've seen are the teams that, oh yeah, they're awesome. And they just go down in flames. It's like, yeah, well, that's okay. Fair. That's fair uh, point. That's I, I will, point. I will probably just put a sprinkle of the money line on this, but I'm going to wait. Cause this is not staying at six. People are just going to hammer the Patriots all week. It's probably going to be the probably biggest one side of any game this week. I think, uh, cause it is the biggest spread. This is going to be a, the survivor pick. And people are still left in survivor being the biggest spread outside of the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. This is the same Tennessee unit that just beat the Rams two weeks ago. 
like in the post Derrick Henry. I think A.J. Brown has to play in this game for them to have like a realistic chance. But again, that, that is the exact same squad that beat the Rams two weeks ago. And now just because they lost to the Texans, they're absolute garbage. I just see the pendulum swinging back the other way. I'll take the Texans plus six, Jeff. Guaranteed there's line value on the Texans. Titans. Titans. We both right. the Texans. Well, the Texans <laughs> gave the Guaranteed. Patriots a good – the Texans gave the Patriots a pretty good run. Yeah, that, that was really not a good, good game. Pick. That was a Patriots got away with – that, No, the, that, the Patriots got away with one in that game, or Tim. That's fair. That's fair. I like – I hate this game because I'm really confident New England is going to win, but I really think that Tennessee probably can cover or there's definitely spread value on on them, but I'm just going to take the Patriots. I don't love the game from a spread perspective. I think Tennessee is fraudulent in so many ways. Uh, they can get exposed defensively. They don't have Derrick Henry to lean on if they've got injuries on the front. I mean, in that receiving court, it cause a world of problems. Tannehill's throwing a ton of interceptions. The Patriots, you name the game. There's been a clutch interception, what feels like by a different person every single game on this incredible run. So I see no reason why we don't get one and a half here too. Patriots, it continues, Patriots. Now, you guys have heard me talk about Beam before. They're a functional wellness brand founded by former pro athletes that make products to help you pursue your better and push the boundaries of what's possible. And for a limited time only, Beam's best-selling sleep product, Dream Powder Hot Coca, now comes in white chocolate peppermint just in time for winter. It's triple lab tested and contains the ultimate sleep promoting ingredients. Nano, CBD, reishi, magnesium, ithenane, and melatonin, and no added sugar or artificial sweeteners. Drink a cup of white chocolate peppermint dream right before bedtime for the best sleep you'll ever had. I had not been sleeping well, so I was like, hey, Beam, send me some of this stuff so I can test it out before I talk about it. Great sleeps ever since. Really helped me out when I was super sick, too, just allowed me the recovery time and rest I needed to get back to doing the shows and reading these ads all for you. People absolutely love Dream. In the reviews, Matt G, this is from the Matt G. He said, tastes great, gets me ready for feeling and falling asleep, allows me to have a great night's sleep so that I will recover better. Great stuff. And if I happen to forget to drink it, I can definitely tell the difference. So that's pretty awesome. I actually just super enjoy Beam because if I'm drinking the night before, I take like the hangover one and I just feel great in the morning. Uh, no lingering side effects of the alcohol that I've consumed, which is really what I need at my advanced age. White chocolate peppermint dream only lasts for a limited time, so get it while it's hot. Great news. If you subscribe now, you can take advantage of Beam's best sale of the year for Black Friday and Cyber Monday. You'll get 40% off the first three months of Peppermint Dream subscription, plus a free mug and frother, or 20% off a one-time purchase. Again, this is Beam's biggest offer of the year, and just like this new flavor, it won't last long. Head to beamorganics.com mayo. That's B-E-A-M organics.com slash mayo for 40% off the first three months of a Peppermint Dream subscription, plus a free mug and frother, or 20% off a one-time purchase, pause, or cancel at any time.
Even though you're far from ordinary, the truth is that ED is really common. In fact, 52% of guys age 40 to 70 experience some form of erectile dysfunction. And the benefits of ED treatment can help you reconnect with your partner and, here's the good part, rediscover the joyous sex. Roman's system is completely confidential and totally discreet. No big logos or labels on the packages. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for erectile dysfunction, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, convenient, and discreet. Getting started? Also simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash Mayo and complete an online visit. Go to GetRoman.com slash Mayo today, and if you're prescribed, get $15 off your first month of ED treatment. Make sure you're ready to have confidence and control this fall. Roman ready. Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. Is this a loser leaves town match with the Cincinnati now favored by four points at home in a 45.5 over under? No, both teams. I mean, the Steelers are five, three, and one, five, five four, four and one. one, and the well, Bengals are six five, and four. And yeah, no, no, both teams could lose and still make the playoffs. No, without uh, much difficulty. Um, I'm taking the Steelers here. I don't think the Bengals are beating them twice, and even if they do, I think it's going to be very close. Steelers have been playing close games. The Steelers are, despite having all these problems and Ben being dust, they nevertheless are competitive against the bad teams and the good teams, and. Yeah, I, I think four points is too many points. I think there's definite value on Pittsburgh. It's my, I think it might might be my favorite spread of the week. We're teasing the Steelers up to get them to eleven. They're healthy, right? Like I saw today, Watt, Hayden, Fitzpatrick. They're yeah. supposed to get them back for this they're one. Formidable. They're a formidable team. Chargers probably don't win that game if those three guys are playing. Um, they were so into their bag of tricks. Well, I, I don't even mean that. I mean, a great interception that set up a short field off the deflected ball and the block punt to like the three set up two really short fields and and didn't have to eat much clock, clock and led to touchdowns set that thing up. But they were so shorthanded on defense that when you're into that string of player on your defense for 90% of teams, like they're so conscious of their responsibility like, hey, my responsibility is Keenan Allen or this or that, like Mike Williams or this specific area. Like, they're so hyper-focused on that job that they just totally forgot, like, weren't capable of handling Herbert running the ball. Like, if Minka's there, if Joe Hayden's there, they're able to do a high-leverage job and sort of hold their position in supporting of not letting a quarterback do what Herbert did. Um, I was so impressed by Pittsburgh to be that deep on the depth chart. And if anything, they showed us like up until that last minute, we weren't getting Ben to the ground, which was really frustrating. I think this game comes down to the end, a classic little North North tilt four and a half. There's the outright win and there's four points of leverage on the, on the Bengals winning um, the game. Those guys being healthy to my understanding are not healthy playing gives me, makes me pick, the the Steelers but that Sunday night could have also been a mirage for the Steelers because I do believe their shit and obviously they played well against the Chargers where they could just go back to being a mirage team that gained really cool public perception from how they finished that fourth quarter like that fourth quarter 
is what's living in people's minds more so than probably the shit that the Steelers did in the previous couple weeks, if that makes any sense. That's exactly what I'm thinking. That's why I like Cincinnati here. And there's one part. It's not like the, the Chargers had problems scoring on the Steelers, but the one part of the field where regardless of whether they're healthy or not, that Pittsburgh really does struggle and they haven't really played any teams that can take advantage of this lately is they're bad in the back end, like really bad. You can get them deep. And it feels like that's what the Bengals want to do. Like Jamar Chase hasn't really been good since Tim actually started playing him on his fantasy team. <laughs> but this feels like the week where he Chase scored. just goes bananas on someone. Gets This feels like the 150-yard Jamar Chase game. Because uh, if they don't get one of these like deep performances, because again, that's how you want to beat the Steelers. These not necessarily quick strikes, but just you know, bomb it. Just bomb it deep. You have the guys who can go catch it and take off. And I think that's a big advantage for the Steelers here because the two teams in the AFC North that have really bad back ends have both been gotten by the Bengals, Pittsburgh and Baltimore. The Browns have a really good back end and Cincinnati couldn't do anything against them. So I think that weirdly Cincinnati's a Cincinnati may not be as good as the Browns when they face each other, but against these two teams in particular, uh, Baltimore and Pittsburgh, I think that stylistically they do match up offensively really well. Can they hold on defense? And it's like a, a whack-a-mole with Cincinnati's defense. Either they're good one week or they're really bad one week. It's really hard to predict. And I, I listen, I'm not really buying into how great the Steelers' offense is. I think that Ben can use some veteran guile against them. But if the game plan isn't run Joe Mixon 30 times up the gut for two yards a pop, and they really do pass over expectation, throw deep, I think they have this game handily. So I really like the Bengals minus four. Tim, going back to the uh, Titans game for a second, do you have a prediction on an Adrian Peterson stat line? Because you you were telling us about him uh, last week. You were pumped for AP. Yeah, I'm not pumped for him this week at all. I think the Patriots uh, will will prevent him from doing anything important. Do Do you think Good it's a him. Do you think it's a detriment to have Adrian Peterson on the field for the Titans? Yeah, I don't think he helps them. Well, I mean, he's not good, low to the ground. Good, good news, Adrian Peterson cut by the Titans. Is that so? Well, that, that makes a lot of sense. He we saw in the couple of games he played, even when he scored against the Rams. I think Collinsworth made this point that he wasn't getting as low as he used to, and you can't run the football in the NFL uh, in a more up-and-down fashion. You've got to be able to get low and get your shoulder pads low. So that's it. Cincinnati for the coin to myself. Pittsburgh for Jeff and Tim. Atlanta and Jacksonville. I think we have enough TVs to cover every game this week, Tim. Let's see here. One, two, three, four, seven. five, six, seven. I used to call. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, we, we have exactly enough TVs to make this work this week, plus red zone at the same time. So this was most definitely the game that was going to be left off every, off the TV. But the Jags are one-point dogs at home against the Falcons. Falcons off a mini-buy. Cordero Patterson likely back for this game. I don't know what to do here. If you had to say what the best unit on the field in this game is, is it the Jags' defense? No, I would say Falcons' offense because they still have pits. They, uh, Ridley may play. They don't know yet. Ridley's probably not. Uh, Ridley's unlikely to play. Probably off and he may, but uh, they still have pits. You still have – I mean – I guess I would go with Falcons offense. These are games I like to call money makers because a couple of years ago, I think I mentioned this on the podcast, a couple of years ago, me and somebody together won a big amount of money on a season long wins pool, uh, picking every single game. Uh, and these are the games that decide who wins pools like that, because like, who knows? These are two terrible teams going nowhere and there's nothing to pick between them. Um, I like Jacksonville here. I know that great. I just think that 
I don't care that the Falcons are coming off a mini buy. They're going outdoors. The Falcons didn't score a point against the Patriots. <laughs> they just had, they, they, they haven't looked very, I mean, other than that, that sort of upstart game recently against New Orleans, the Saints sort of let them back in the game. I, I haven't been impressed that much from Atlanta and the Jags are still the Jags while terrible haven't quit like they're not a dead 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 team I I just think between two awful teams I think Jacksonville's scrappier and I will take Jacksonville I'm leaning Jackson okay well Jeff tell us about Atlanta I don't know I'm getting it totally embarrassed on prime time uh, I embarrass myself by betting on them. I'm not here to say I want to, I'm running to bet them again. And I, you know, got suckered into a TV game last week, but Atlanta seems to have, um, they have four wins this year and they seem to be pretty good against this level of opponent. Yes. Beating the giants, beating the dolphins, beating the jets. It seems uh, a loss, uh, right. And including a nice, um, resume whatever a win that maybe allowed us to overthink what they were versus the saints but this is a class of opponent that they seem to have success against so i'll just ride that jacksonville seems to maybe play up to um bad teams or good teams potentially although an extra time versus urban meyer right now just auto bet for me so give me give me atlanta auto pick i don't want to say auto bet atlanta uh, yeah, this is, I mean, the coin is taking Jacksonville, so this is a literal coin flip game. The coin has decided Jacksonville is going to win along with Tim. And I think you hit on a pretty key point here of like, who can Atlanta beat? So I'm looking at the PFF, like overall team grades so far this year. Atlanta is 27th in football and their wins have come against, let's see here. Who'd you say? The Giants? The Giants are below the Falcons at number 28. The Jets are the below... Jets. The Jets are below the Falcons at number 30. Miami is number 23. They did beat them. What was their other win against the Saints? The Saints are number nine. So that was sort of like an aberrational win. Uh, But all the other teams that they've lost to have been higher than them. Jacksonville is number 29. They are below the Falcons. In a true coin flip, I mean, Matt Ryan against Lawrence. Could this be a Trevor Lawrence, like, finally, like, breakout game coming up? Like, the first time he really looks good in a game? Totally. He needs it. I hope so. He doesn't need it. Maybe if he plays poorly, it doesn't matter. Remember, or was that well, only Zach, know, or was that only Zach Wilson? No, like it's his. He, there's no one talking about him like being replaced in the near future at all. Like the job is, like he has no. It's funny for a guy who was drafted first overall. I don't think I've ever heard less buzz about a quarterback in my life than I have about Trevor Lawrence. No one talks about him. No one covers him. He's never talked about a PTI, and maybe because he just went to a. It went to the Siberia of football that no one cares about the NFL and Jack. So I don't, it's hard to explain why it is that Trevor Lawrence has zero expectations and zero attention being the first quarterback in the draft and being given some of the greatest comparisons of all time. It's a very, it's a very weird circumstance that is hard to, to, to replicate. Publicly. I think it's just because it's Jacksonville. And Jack could be it. And, and that they're not good. Like they're a really bad team. The story out of Jacksonville this year has just been Urban Meyer over anything else. Like no one I, I would assume that Jacksonville oh, is the is the lowest rate. Like when people have like like I said, 
going through all of the games this week, if there was an eighth game, this would still be the number eight game that wouldn't make, we we have nine TVs to watch. This one would be off of it. This would be the game like sacrifice to the side. This is like a Cleveland Houston type of game yeah. that right. just even your generic eyeballs uh, that even people watching red zone just don't see a lot of Jackson unless they're being scored on. They gave up an 11 minute drive last week to the 49ers. No, it's, it's true. I just, Jacksonville is, it's strange. You would think that if anything could inject life and interest into them, it would be this allegedly transformational quarterback, but that has not come to pass. Uh, Jamal Agnew out for the season for them too. He was like like their their one spark. Uh, I think this comes down to one of the main things that I always try to do. I think that Atlanta's probably the right side in this game, but I have noticed that Jacksonville's defense has been pretty good. Even, Last week, like they couldn't do anything on offense against the 49ers. They really made the 40, like the 49ers scored points, obviously, but they made them earn it every single time. Like in 11, that 11 minute drive ended in a field goal. And I just don't think that Atlanta has the chain moving ability that San Francisco has. Like they just, they have too many three and outs. Like you're going to give Jacksonville enough shots to score points in this game that I think that they'll come through. Maybe they won't miss three field goals on one drive, which Hopefully, maybe they can break that record. That would be amazing if that was somehow to happen. What game was it? Was that the London game? No, no, it was the game against the Bills, but they won. Oh, that's correct. They won 9-6. Uh, but the biggest factor to me just comes down to pass rush versus offensive line. Uh, Atlanta can't get to the quarterback. Jacksonville can't stop anyone. So that seems kind of like a wash, neutral. Jacksonville can get to the quarterback, and Atlanta can't block anyone. So, you know, turnovers, defensive score maybe. Special teams favored the Jags in this, although now that Agnew's out, we'll see about that. But I think there's just enough here that the Jags can win, so... I'll take Jacksonville, which brings us to the halfway point of the show. And it means for the second time this week, we have a Cuss Corner. Mimi! Cuss Corner, it's Cuss Corner. Cuss Corner, it's Cuss Corner. He's got the hottest takes with the highest stakes. He should be president of the United States. But it's Cuss Corner, it's Cuss Corner. Cuss Corner. <laughs> okay, so. Before I tell my little story about the mall yesterday, I just want to provide a brief recap for people as to what's going on in Paul Shaughnessy's uh, little poll. Not so much the poll itself, but the comments that are being made, which undercuts completely the argument being made that everybody is just trolling me by voting no. So it is 81 to 19 right now. And here are some of the comments people have made. For example, all the time in terms of eating over the sink. Uh, the sink? Sure. Uh, once a day, you mean? Uh, another person. Once a month, at least once a week. Another person says, eating pizza over the sink is mensa because you avoid crumbs. You don't need any napkins. You can throw everything, the crust, right into the garbage underneath the sink if you don't like crust. Another person saying, definitely every now and then. Another person saying, you've got to eat chili dogs over, over top of the sink. Now, Paul's theory seemed to be because a lot of MMA people follow him. He's not surprised by the response, I guess. That's the way he's spinning it. But someone someone did put into the comment section a news article of a poll that was run that says, Ray Rice isn't alone. One in five men admit to hitting their wives. So maybe one in five people are just crazy. But you're right. You you were absolutely dead on. I was wrong at the beginning of the show. Yes, it's... Thank you. The point is that one in five people take this view. It's not they weren't trying to fool me or make fun of me. And Paul's sort of of scientific experiment 
sort of like a, 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 a trying to, to test it again to make sure that it's correct, proves that it wasn't a troll job. One in five people eat a meal at least once a month over the sink. Uh, so I just, I'm glad. Thank you, Paul, for running this experiment. That yeah. we could test. I, I think we got a more objective view at this. It, it is. And but, so I guess maybe this is kind of the side that I fall on. As Paul has put up on the screen, only psychopaths would do this, which I agree with. Well, I wasn't it, 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 ju it just seems like life. anyone who doesn't eat over the sink views it as being one of the lowest things that you can do. <laughs> that may be the case, because obviously 80% of people are voting no. So four and five people are aghast at what's being said. That they're not aware that one in every five people, one in every six people do this. Uh, now, you think there's like a crazy ratio in this world of 20%. I think that's too high. Uh, but anyway. I did click on a few of these people's names um, and in their Twitter bios. Do you know what they have? They have that QAnon, no. Wago, whatever it is. Well, I mean, look, you know, there's there is a contingent of like I sent you that pyramid of conspiracies yesterday. Well, why was uh, why was Iran Contra a conspiracy? Don't we like know what happened with Oliver North and everything with that? They were just selling the guns to the Santanistas. Yeah, I'm not quite sure why Iran Contra was on there. I'm also not quite old enough to have been like deep in the weeds on Iran Contra, so like I know the basic story of it, but like I don't know all the ins and outs of it. But yeah, I mean, look, there is a contingent of crazy people or violent people or uh, menacing people. But which one do you follow anyway, into? Being one none of them. Of them. I'm one, normal. Well, you're what you're you're the one in five. Which of the, those subcategories do you follow into? Probably crazy, right? No, I'm not crazy. I uh, just I'm one one in five people eat over the sink, and I'm just glad that we've proven that point. Now, yesterday I had to go to the mall to pick up a gift, so. I knew that I wanted a particular thing uh, for Christmas to order for somebody. I ordered it and they had to ship it in and I made sure to ship it to the store because I didn't want it shipped to my house in case somebody saw what was being shipped to my house. So I go to the store to get the thing and I g give them uh, the, the receipt and everything to show I am. It's like, here, we need you to sign right here. And the receipt comes out and it says C-U-S-T sign here in two spots and i like i didn't want to sign i was like i feel like i can't sign here because like that's not me and i knew that it was supposed to represent customer but at the same time i probably stood there for a good 30 seconds blinking and looking at that receipt trying to decide whether i could bring myself to pick up the pen and sign that and uh i did so i could get my item and uh, that's when I realized, so it was the first thing I did when I got the to the mall. It was so stupid. If you go to the mall to pick something up and you intend to be there for a while, don't pick up the thing you're going to pick up till you're ready to leave. Because then you got to carry that bag around with you for the entire shopping trip. Tim, and it's so Tim. Thanks, Brainiac. Yeah, like, yeah, Tim, Tim that, 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 that falls under common sense. Yeah, no, I was, holy I, I was shit. So, I was you're so teaching excited. people this? I was so excited to go into the store to get my order uh, that I didn't even think that, oh, man, I've got to carry this thing around now for the next hour everywhere I go. Some rookie? I felt like a rookie. Yeah. Anyway, so that's my a tip to people as the malls start to get busier that if you've ordered something into the store to pick up and you intend to do other things, don't pick it up till the end, even though it's hard to do. Like, it is hard to walk by a place you know you need to go in and do something with 
just to go back later to do it. Like that would drive me insane to like walk by the shoe store knowing that I need to go back in the shoe store later. Like, should I just go in and get it done with? I don't know. Maybe no one else has this sort of feeling. Like I don't like driving past places I need to stop uh, before I go somewhere. Like it, I, I like to get things done when I'm, I'm by them. I don't know. Maybe I'm saying this badly, but like if I see a store that I know I need to go into, I don't like doing other stuff before I go in there. I like to go in there and get it done, but you shouldn't do that. That's a tip for the people. Cool story. So you saw the word cussed on a receipt <laughs> and then stood there open mouth and blinking. Living the gimmick. In, in, in the middle of a store. And you, to quote you from earlier, I'm unrattleable. True or false? Well, I, I was just collecting myself. You sound like that because you were too fucking rattled. I was like, I didn't expect to see that. And I was like, okay, what do I do here? I guess I've got a sign because I couldn't explain to the person why I wouldn't want to sign. That would be crazy. But like it felt wrong to sign too. I don't know. Just bothered me. Still bothers me. I'm still thinking about it. So you're still rattled. You're perma-rattled. Not, not rattled. It just bothered me. Would you say that you're rattled or you're too fucking shook? I wouldn't say either. I mean, that so that that, that sort of stuff that 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 bothered me. That, that was my that was my story from yesterday. Imagine being so soft that oh, you soft. can't walk by a store in the same mall that you're going to be remaining in and not feel like you need to pick up something like soft it feels wrong i feel like i should i i should go in and transact the business i need to transact not like walk by later and come by later it's literally on hold for you man i know but i feel like i should just go do it why didn't you just go on it would be like buying it well why didn't you just go on the task rabbit app and just go get someone to get it for you you know i don't know what that is he loves going to the mall. Why would he? Exactly. Take- well, it doesn't. It, it sounds like it gets him shook, and he doesn't even know how to navigate the mall. He, like but you I said, do. he sounds like a he sounds like a mall rookie. Yeah, bandwagon mall guy. Well, that's why I'm giving so- people advice. Look, I haven't been in malls a whole lot over the last two years. Uh, to be perfectly honest, it just it hasn't been really a thing a person can do a whole lot. But now that we can sort of get back to semblances of normalcy. And I, I went for a mall walk the, the other day as well. Like it's nice. Which is probably disgusting because they have limits, capacity limits. No, and don't. here you are going on a walk. No, they no longer have capacity limits. Yeah, not, uh, not, not, here, not here. So. I don't actually care. I was just trying to be smarmy <laughs> with, with him and, and bring down his, his mall walk. But yeah, all the jolly shoppers getting in your way of your brisk mall walk season, right? It's annoying. All the weekend warriors are starting to show up now. I mean, Friday is Black Friday. You know that everybody will be at the mall on Friday. They have special hours. I noticed that they're going to be open to accommodate the shoppers who want all the hot deals. It it seems so much more sensible to just buy all that stuff online. Yeah, but you know what? There's a large contingent of people who, who like to... One in five people who are morons? Who have always gone the, the to the sin- mall? You mean you mean the sink the sink eaters, the sinkers? <laughs> well, yeah, I don't think that th- there's a whole lot of cross connection between those of us who eat over sinks and those of us who like to go to malls. But uh... did your gelato shops uh, survive the pandemic? No, no, oh, no. I feel bad. Now you have to go to now business. now you have to go to Italy to get those gelatos. 
ah, I'm sure it'd be fine, but I liked the gelato. And this time of year, they have all the fun, like Christmas flavored gelatos are used to. Like I really enjoyed those. Oh, there's so there's an espresso store at the mall. That's the other thing I was really upset about. So, but it's just a kiosk. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? How is this not like a big store? Like that people can walk in in like the bay or something, right? How is it like it was a kiosk in the middle of the mall? But like, I was legit angry that it didn't have its own space in a store uh, with a special banner. Like you could go into the store and look at stuff instead of like being a weird little kiosk outside of the of the stores. Like, no, this is big and important enough that it ought to be its own store. Why is it a kiosk? That really bothered me. So they're self-aware enough to know what they are. And it's just these transactional pods that most people just have the mail order system. Why pay mall storefront? I don't know. What do you mean? Jeff, you need to unplug your mic and plug it back in again. We're getting the reverberation once again. There's something going on with your audio board over there. Yeah, why would you want to pay, like, I mean, do you how much maybe that's a game that we can play of uh, how much does storefront <laughs> property cost in the mall that you're looking at it's the same nespresso one we go to however now that you're into nespresso it never bothered you before that nespresso had a kiosk in the mall never noticed. But, but now that you have an espresso it bothers you thus you know what this means tim it's another example of what i don't know me being a main character yes you suffering from main character syndrome Okay, yeah, sure, whatever. You're right. I never even noticed the kiosk before because I wasn't in the Nespresso Club. But now that I am and I'm interested in these things, I saw it. I was like, why isn't this a store? It should be a store. Because, like, I can't walk around and look at the merchandise as comfortably in a, with a kiosk that I can in a store. Because, like, I was interested in what other kinds of accessories they could have that I could accessorize with. And uh, I just didn't feel comfortable in a small kiosk setting doing that. It's way fancier here. Like I feel like it's kiosks in in the bay or like Holtz or something. So I haven't been to the bay park to look at it, but that's my next. I mean, bay days I think are coming up again soon, so I'll, I'll be there relatively soon. I think, even if they're not, I got to finish some Christmas shopping at the bay, so I'll take a look to see what's there. What By you- the bay, do you mean Subway? <laughs> no, like <laughs> no. Although someone did tweet at me that the best time of year has begun again. And that the uh, twenty-five dollar gift gift card six-inch sub deal is, is back on, so uh, you know cri- Christmas is truly upon us now. It's repulsive you give that to people. Yeah. Okay. Sure. I don't want to talk about Subway again this week after what happened last after, week. After you <laughs> murdered its founder. I didn't. No, I didn't. It just the poor fellow passed away after we brought it up last week. Yeah. You murdered it. You may not have meant to do it, Tim. But you're a murderer. <laughs> I hope Mike White and Flacco are okay. Yeah, me too. Are okay. Well, I just said I hope they are okay. Well, and that's I know bad news for them. And I know you're not watching it. You made a reference to Curb. I know you're not watching the season of Curb yet. This has been like one of the three funniest seasons of Curb ever. Yeah, uh, I, I, I hope you- I, I've heard a, a lot of really great things about Curb. And it's not that I'm not watching Curb because I don't want to watch it. I'm just saving them all. I want to wait for the season finale to happen. And then I'm just going to like binge them all back to back because I, I get antsy with Curb that once I... It's, a, it's like a Lay's potato chip. That once you have one, I, I just can't stop. It's not one of those shows that I feel good about watching once a week. I want to watch them all at once. Uh, and like I'll, I'll, sp- I'll, spend an, I'll spend an entire day doing it. And weirdly, I mean, if this was March... 
through August, I would watch it every week because I feel like Curb would be more of like my daily conversation. But where football is going on and Sunday night football, it, it's just hard for me to get in on that. It's like I watch my wife and I watch watch Succession on like Tuesday nights now just because we don't have time to watch it on. So right. I'll be watching it tonight uh, when we go through it. But like that's how I'm watching Succession and just. Yeah, we have other shows that we're watching in real time that we'd already started before football that are still on that are ending soon. So like Curb is just and my wife doesn't love Curb. Not not uh Seinfeld and Curb are not necessarily her wheelhouse in terms of uh, her favorite type of like awkward, like mean spirited humor. So it's it's one that I'm gonna watch for me. And I'm excited to watch it because what you've said and what I've seen people say is that it's awesome. And a lot of Vince Vaughn. And I how, I know how much you like Vince Vaughn. There's a lot of Vince Vaughn this season. I do love Vince Vaughn. Probably more than most, which is Man, my Vince Vaughn stock is doing worth worse my like DraftKings stock right now. It's not good. No, well, certainly not as bad as your Ben Stiller show stock. I mean, Ben Stiller show is one of the most decorated shows in history. Yeah, I mean, for a show that lasted one season because nobody watched it. I mean, do you know that no one watched it? Do you know what station it was on? Fox. I believe it was on MTV. It started on MTV. Oh, did it? I thought it was on Fox. Maybe, I... maybe, maybe it was. Maybe that season was on Fox. There was two Ben Stiller shows, by the way. Yes, it was on Fox. You are correct. Yeah, I thought so. Let's see. Yeah, sketch comedy that aired on MTV from ninety to ninety one, and then on Fox in nineteen ninety two, and then everyone in that show went on to be huge stars. Okay. I mean, who is a bigger like? I mean, there's four main cast members on that show: Ben Stiller, Andy Dick, who was a thing for a while, Janine Garofalo, who was a thing for a while, and Bob Odenkirk. Those were the four people. It's a good cast. Judd yeah, Apatow. And Judd Apatow won an Emmy for that show for writing it. Yeah, other than Andy Dick, who I, who I never really thought was funny. Yeah, fair enough. Um, he's probably like the least... I mean, he's pretty famous, but not for content. No, for being on Celebrity Rehab, like, seven times or whatever. You should go on Celebrity Rehab. I have nothing to be rehabilitated from. Well, you gotta get addicted to something. Scratchies, Monopoly... Coke. Lifting, diet Coke, that is. a lot. <laughs> the jets they can wean you yeah, off well, the jets go, they go away they go away on their own diet so. coke there's a lot you're addicted to nespresso's now the gym are you still lifting or is that over now that you found nespresso oh definitely lifting lifted yesterday how you feeling you feeling stronger now yeah i think the term is swole do you feel wow. do you think that you're swole now I'm getting more swole than I was, I believe. After, I believe I'm using that word correctly. After three weeks? Yeah, I'm, I'm still loving it. Still taking my shakes before I go to the gym and after and still following the regimen that was set out for me. And I'm feeling good. Like I'm feeling more energetic. I don't feel as lethargic uh, or uh, or tired for no reason anymore. Like I'm feeling good about this lift life. And the that coupled with this new uh, uh, Nespresso life, I feel like uh, I've really turned a corner. Are you still having that like super caffeinated powder thing before you go to the gym? Total war, yes. How how much caffeine are you drinking a day now? I have no idea. Consuming, I I have no idea. Probably a lot. Watch out on cardio days. Don't take that before cardio day. No, no. I mean, your heart rate's going to be you're going to go in with a super high heart rate as it is, and then you're going to go like sprint. Yeah, that's fair. Because I almost like I'm shaking after I drink that stuff. <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't be drinking that stuff if it's really causing well, that much. Friend, friend recommended it to me. 
I get that he recommended it to you. He's also the same guy that... I don't want to say that. That's not fair. I don't want to out him like that. Semi-professional bodybuilder? Very big, put it that way, in terms of lifting weights. I think I've got the body type that could be a bodybuilder if I wanted to be, but I don't want to be. I don't want to be the... I, I, that, the amount of commitment it would require to be a bodybuilder is just not one I want to make. But I think I have the frame for bodybuilding. Do you now? I think so. I, I think I do. But I mean, the dedication it would require, the singularity of purpose that it would require to be a bodybuilder, I think, is beyond my kin. But I, could I do it? Like, could I be a Mr. Olympia-style person? I, I think, yes, that I had that capacity in me if I wanted to be, but I don't want to be. And I'm, I'm self-aware enough to know that I don't want to be in that direction. Oh, yeah, but just, I, just oozing with self-awareness from that one. Yeah, absolutely, I do. I would say that you more or less have the body type... Uh, you have the body type of like a Magnus von Magnussen in the world's strongest man competition. That's what I see you... Not that you're going to be like that, but like you have the big frame. I don't see you as a bodybuilder. Bodybuilder Like the mountain? What's that? Yeah, like the mountain from Game of Thrones. Yeah, it's like you're very tall. You're very big. Yeah. You're, you're, you sort of look like a, you know, a mountain man if you, know, you didn't bruise so easily and weren't super soft. Well, I have that tissue paper skin. Well, maybe eat some more vitamin C, as you were told. How, how, come you'll yeah, listen well, to, how come you'll listen to the same guy who told you to take the caffeine powder before you go work out, but when he tells you to eat more vitamin C so you don't have paper-thin skin, you won't do that? Well, I don't want... How else am I going to get vitamin C other than by eating oranges? I guess I could take vitamin C pills, but I don't. Oh, well, you're already taking fucking caffeine supplements. What's the difference? No, no, they're not supplements. They're just, it's a shake to get you fired up before you go to the gym so that you're energetic when you lift. Do you want to, yeah, like, do you want to know a fun fact about that stuff? It's what? a, it's a prank that we were pulling on you. No, you're not pulling a prank on me. It is. I mean, you have the powder in it. Do you know that is laced with so much cocaine? No, it's not. <laughs> you can get it at Supplement King. You're yeah, not fooling. Yeah, but you didn't get it at Supplement King. You got it given to you, right? Already Correct, unopened. But it, was it was sealed. Was it sealed? Are you sure about that? Yes, it was sealed, and I had to open the seal myself. Tim, just You've sit. been lifting for three weeks. Four and now. You just fantasized about being Mr. Olympia. No, right? no, I, no, 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 no. No, you no, just no, said no. he could I if he wanted. He could if he wanted you... to be. That's what I was trying to say. I don't yeah, want to be. Yeah, if you wanted to be. Like, ne in a next week, we're going to come back. You're going to tell us, like, you booked a trip to Columbia to go find, like, your own beans. <laughs> like, you're a Van Hoot or whatever. Like, I don't understand. Uh, no, it's not going to be. Tim's not going to Columbia to find uh, his own beans. Tim already found his bean. He gives it a flick, like, five times a day. Oh, my goodness. Well, you didn't want to talk well, about... You got him on this powder, and now he needs to get to Columbia. He's got him addicted. <laughs> well, yeah. You get it at the supplement king. What if, what, if, what if that goes out of business, too? Because you started shopping there, like every other place that you to go to. I used to the DNC all the time, and then it went out of business. Of course. <laughs> all right, let's get to the late set of games. Jeff, you're up. Chargers at Denver. I saw you already bet this at one and a half. That was a good number, because it's now Chargers by three in this game, 47 and a half is the over-under. I guess my one question to you is, do you worry that the Broncos will employ exactly the same strategy they did against the Cowboys and it's going to be super effective against the Chargers? I don't know. That was a big get-up game for Denver. I will say... So I pulled the one and a half on the weekend. 
I've been waiting three months to play the Broncos, Pat. It's just before December. The Chargers and Broncos haven't played yet. I can't wait to play them. They are off a bye, which is kind of frustrating. Uh, they have the Chiefs and the Chargers with their next two games. So while many people are counting them out, I'm expecting Denver off a bye to give a full punch or whatever they have left um, to the Chargers this week. Because they, they really do control their own destiny with the division games they have, even if people on the outside want to see them as done. But I, uh, how do I put this? This is a game where Herbert's probably going to have to win it for them again. I will say the, the Steeler game in some ways concerns me, well, for many reasons. But the reason I could leave the Steeler game the most concerned is a lack of pressure on Roethlisberger. Um, in a lot of key situations and for the majority of the game guys and Denver's ability to run the ball and they have the receiving weapons. It does seem like teams might finally start to learn that just like running the chargers on them might not be the best way to beat them because they're pretty vulnerable in the secondary. And I think Pittsburgh really might've exposed that, you know, maybe it's easier playing defense, just knowing they're running, hoping to hold them, to field goals, try to win a high leverage third down if they've got to run 13 play eight minute drives, because that's how a lot of teams really had taken us apart. But Pittsburgh might have put it out there. No, you just pass on these guys, move down the field. Uh, so hopefully we can get the ball back into Justin Herbert's hands. If we can get a defense and get the ball back to Herbert, everybody's in big trouble. Fangio, Staley owes Fangio his place in the NFL. Um, for all the story and talk of Staley's rise from like division three, John Carroll to where we are today. Uh, Vic Fangio is the one who gave him his NFL break on the bear staff many years ago. So this game will be personal, I guess the friendship and a relationship uh, on that front, but it's supposed to be really warm guys. It's nearly the same temperatures. It's supposed to be in Jacksonville. That's also something I've been monitoring which hopefully plays into the Chargers' favor as things are getting colder, like a 61-degree day now, according to the weather. Interesting. Is Bosa going to play? Yeah. Okay. I, I, you never know with him. He could be hurt. He could not be hurt. No, but you're making me think I missed something. No, no, no. Finished I, the game. I, I get that he finished the game, but like, does he have COVID or something like that? I mean, any excuse oh. he can find not to play, he's not going to play. Mm-hmm. Um, am I doing no, that, am listen, I doing that no. right, Tim? I thoroughly enjoyed the homage because it's true. The the Bosa's are notorious for just not playing. <laughs> okay. Well, I believe he's going to play. And yeah, we could have more continued COVID issues. So things could be popping up with the Chargers all week long. I hope not. It already started yesterday with, with Linval Joseph. But um, yeah. I don't know. We're winning a lot of games. They're close. They're still giving me heart attacks, but we're winning games. And Herbert seems like this fourth quarter ice, like fourth quarter ice. So yeah, good times. Guy almost threw for 400 and rushed for a hundred. Like my guy, my guy, like we're on, we're on. Let's go. All right. So Tim, I'm going to get your take on this game, but Jeff, I'm going to ask you to turn yourself down once again. You got too hyped. During that, now uh, we're, we're breaking sound barriers, at least in my ear for this one. Cost, are you taking Denver? Are you taking the Los Angeles? Here, like, seems like Colonel Chuck Yeager breaking the speed of sound. 
Just make a fucking pick. Yeah, I'll take uh, the Chargers here. Although I was very, very, very discouraged with their performance on Sunday. Uh, I mean, their coach goes for it and runs the worst possible play imaginable on fourth down. They get a field goal blocked. The defense allows Ben Roethlisberger to eat them alive. They win the game by grace of a complete blown coverage on uh, on Mike Williams. I mean, yeah, the Chargers won, and that's great. They usually lose those games, but were I a Chargers fan, I would have left that game thinking I need to have a shower and hope that doesn't come out. That's, if they play like that in the big games against Kansas City and against uh, – you know, in their other big games down the stretch, they're in some trouble. That's not the team. They're not playing the way you'd – if Herbert has to be Michael Vick to win games, they are not going very far in January. That, that Those are just the facts of the matter. But I am down on this Denver team and think that even though they're 5-5, five and five, most of their wins are, against, are just against the dregs of football, and it should be no difficulty for the Chargers to dispatch them. I do think you're correct, Jeff, about I think Pittsburgh kind of showed that you can kind of do whatever you want against the Chargers defense, uh, whether it be passing or whether it be throwing. So this game can kind of go one of two ways, very much like the Sunday night game where the Chargers jump out to a lead. Then, you know, Air Bridgewater just has to take it to the air and utilize that. I mean, what's a pretty good receiving core or they try to play it like the Denver game where, yes, you can run all over the Chargers. But the one thing that running against them can do is really just take the ball out of Herbert's hands. You just shrink the amount of possessions that the Chargers get in the game. Then you hope they do something like go for a fourth down from their own 40-yard line and don't get it. And that gives you an extra opportunity in this game. And then you're not scoring quick enough, and they're not scoring quick enough to get the ball back another time. So kind of do it, just kind of try to game it together that way. I don't know if Denver has the goods to do it. Home game, three points. I'm going to take the Chargers as well. I don't feel great about it at three, though. I really like your one and a half. Let's go. Let's go. We got to get our three games above 500 back so I can get a little leverage as we head into money, money season. Chargers, a total work in progress, guys. Like a total work in progress. Um, There's a lot like this is so far from the finished product. God willing, maybe there's an opportunity that presents itself later in the year they really are too flawed of a team to allow me to start having those thoughts but man like we're a week away from december and just the thought of like pure adrenaline coursing through my veins with like a big game that that's that's how i know you know that's that's how we combat a lot of things that we know we're still working inside that there's no real problems when you f- to feel when you're supposed to feel right. So I'm super excited uh, about, about that. I-, I don't know what to say. Like, I think the pieces are in place to like, even Mina Kimes, you guys think, I think she ended up on a, on an enemies list of mine last year, which I don't agree with. Um, but she made a thing like, are the chargers done? Like with the bad chargers, uh, is this like a thing now? And I was like, totally not. Like, not until we're not having to suffer through that fourth quarter incident is it a thing. But the, the tides are turning because we're winning the games that we always used to lose. And I do believe the people are in place to to really eliminate, I don't know, charger witching hour. Like, I really hope that is within us. 
on that note, we'll close this game by saying maybe some of the craziest like charger witching hour moments have come in Denver. So anything is possible as it pertains to the chargers in Denver, but I want this one. And would it be in bad? Well, I don't know. I don't want to say it. The, then the, I gotta an- follow the, the answer is yes to whatever you're about to say. Well, do you remember last year when we played Denver? I, I, I had a giveaway that, yeah, didn't happen. Yeah, that you wanted Melvin Gordon to be hurt for the season. You were going to give someone like six hundred bucks if that happened or something. You know, Melvin Gordon. Like the, gonna... the bet of this game is Melvin Gordon anytime touchdown. By the way, yeah, that's probably true. Oh, on that note, if Melvin Ingram is a Steeler still, they probably win the game. They probably win the game. Well, not really. Um, they, they, and... they weren't playing him. I don't know why they just gave him to the Chiefs. That Chargers-Chiefs game, like, Melvin Ingram is a cash-money player. He's not like an every-down, every-guy, 16-weeks player. But he's a cash-money player. Um, He's going to make a huge play in the Chargers-Chiefs game in a couple weeks, and he would have made a huge play on Sunday. He would have made a huge play. But you're right, Pat. Gordon is going um, to score. And I'm more concerned about... I made the early bet at the one and a half. I feel good about it with the advanced line, but with the comfortability that Ben showed in the pocket, I'm really concerned that we're going to allow Bridgewater to feel the exact same way with which, which as with what both of us mentioned. And it's no secret. Like it's a really talented receiving core. They signed those guys to extensions. There's clearly a mindset in Denver, in my opinion, at least from a high end point, that they feel like they're fine. They just need better quarterback play. And I, I believe that's what their, their off season is going to be. Like we are fine. We have the pieces here. We just need the quarterback and they're going to do their best to get the Rogers Watson. Wilson Wilson is the name I would look at, <laughs> you know, so, so I don't know, but I'm, we allowed Ben Roethlisberger to feel comfortable. So I'm worried Teddy's going to feel comfortable. And we're going to have a long, close game. But I hope to blow their goddamn doors off. Okay. Round of chargers for all of us, like we normally do on the show, to support Jeff. Also, watch Feinbolt this week on Mayo Media Network. Rams at Green Bay. It looks like Bakhtiari is going to be on injured reserve uh, for this. Not sure if Lazard is back for this game. Obviously, Aaron Jones is still hurt for the Packers. But they are at home. It's minus one. Rams coming off a bye who have looked discombobulated their last two games. Stafford has looked hurt. He's looked out of sorts, but now he's gotten 14 days off to try to get right. Do you think this is a spot where the Rams can come out, Tim, and just beat the crap out of the Packers? I don't know if I would go so far as to say to beat the crap out of them, but I'm going to play the Rams in this game. I think the bye came at the picture-perfect time for them, and Green Bay has just played game after game uh, against tough opponents. And eventually that sort of catches up to you. Uh, you know, they had to play Seattle. And that was a tough, hard-nosed game. The week before Kansas City. Last week, Minnesota. Like, those are just tough games week after week after week to play. I like the Rams here quite a bit. I'm going to take the Rams uh, in this spot. And, I mean, Rams are my Super Bowl team. If I think they're still that type of team, this is the sort of game they've got to prevail in. And uh, I think they will. 
Okay, so Rams minor Rams plus one. Sorry, uh, against I think that's what it was. It was Paul was a plus one or yep. minus one. Now I can't remember. I have minus one. one written down here for the Packers. So oh yeah, so plus one yeah. for the Rams. I'm surprised you didn't tease them up. Nope, nope. There's uh, two other games I like better to tease. All right, Jeff, where are you going with this one? Because the coin is taking the Los Angeles Rams. This is a hard one. You know, the Packers off a loss. Roger seems banged up. Uh, at least he's been complaining about it, both to the media and I guess the sub media, because I saw him on McAfee today saying it's like worse than turf toe. Uh, what he feels like he's feeling. Rams off a bye. Uh, the conditions could get to them, but playoff revenge game from last year, and that worked for Buffalo bigly last week. I mean, Indy, but Rams buy fresh stock. Let's go. Is anyone going to take Green Bay in this game? Yeah, but at under under a field goal, yes. I think there are definitely people who will line up to take Green Bay. It's snowing, they will. You know, I think it's well, it's supposed to be thirty five degrees, which is essentially freezing. There are going to be people who say. Look, you know, it's L.A., they're soft. They're yeah, but you know what? But, but if there's one person who is used to those conditions and playing Green Bay, it would be Matt Stafford, wouldn't it? I guess, but I mean, when he was in Detroit, he played in a dome for half his game. So yeah, but he, but, he got, but he had to play in Green Bay every year. I suspect his record against the Packers in Lambeau is just abysmal. If one were to look I, it up. I'm sure his record uh, against the Packers overall is pretty abysmal, no matter where they're playing. Yeah. But now he has no a super doubt. team behind him and not the Lions. But if you ask other people who are going to back Green Bay, yes, I do think at under a field goal, there's definitely going to be people who take the Packers. Just I think more people will come in on say on I almost said St. Louis. More people will come in on the Rams than they will on uh, on Green Bay. I see. I mean, let me just as better coach, better quarterback. Would you give the Packers both, or no. you wouldn't? No, I would give I, the better. I, 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 I would give McVay the better, the, the better coach. I think Lafleur is all that great. He's fine. No, he's not that great. He's, he's got a win loss record that stands historically for his tenure at the moment okay I'm, I'm just saying i'm making the case i'm making the, the main argument uh, who, on that who, side. who would you rather have as your coach the guy who won't go i would rather have mcveigh playoffs that guy oh guy yeah that's bad. Super Bowl or the guy who chose to take his ball out of the hands of the mvp and not go to the super bowl yeah that that was that was bad can was you bad. can you turn yourself down again <laughs> i so, don't even think i'm i'm not even being like loud about it are it's you, not even the Chargers anymore? Are, are you are you scrolling left on the left hand button like I told you to? Yeah. If turn it all the way to the left, see if it does anything. Maybe it doesn't do anything. Maybe it's just not working that way. Test, test, test. One, two, one, two. See, that's where you always get us into problems. When you do a mic check, check, yeah. check, check. I, I, yeah, I hate Eli Manning. The Giants. I hope they're in QB hell forever. They got those Super Bowls. I hope they paid a price. I hope they paid a price forever. See, I hope the next quarterback sucks too. See, I know you think you're joking. That is how you actually talk. That's how you should do all. Just repeat that over and over when you do a mic check. I okay. guess, but I don't know. I, I can't like fake something that like I can't fake that adrenaline rush when the topic comes up. So maybe... I don't know. Next time you need an off-air mic check, like bring up some past employers of ours and you'll hear me get passionate. Like, <laughs> I don't know. All right, like we can manufacture the feelings. Tim, can you turn yourself up then, please? If Jeff can't turn himself down. I will. Okay. Will do. Well, you do a mic check and turn yourself up while you're doing it. 
I just did. One, two, three, three, two, keep one. Keep going, keep one, going, two, keep going up. Three, two, one. I, that, that, that's as pretty much as loud as I'm comfortable getting. What do you mean? No, you, no, I don't mean you talk louder. I mean, on your microphone, turn it up, the volume up. Oh, okay, hold on. He's... <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you meant by turn up my microphone. But you meant talk louder into my microphone. <laughs> No, there should be a, a knob on your no, mic. No, I got it. I got it. How's that? How does that sound, Paul, between the two of them? Now we can just manually turn them down, can't we? Yeah, this is fine. Apparently you didn't. You sound exactly the same. Well, I did turn it up, so. Can you turn it up more? Uh, I'll just keep pushing it, but it, this is as high as it's going to get. That's as high as it gets? I think so. I, I'm, I'm pushing it. As, I, I pushed it a bunch. Wait, are you just pressing on your no, computer? No, in, set, in the microphone setting in my computer. No, on your microphone. Yes, yes, I know what you mean. Yes, I've got it up. No, you're in your microphone setting on the computer. There should be an actual like knob on your microphone that you can turn up. Okay, that's as far as it goes. He sounds louder now, doesn't he, Paul? He does. That's okay. as far as it goes. Well, now you sound really far away from the microphone. No, I, I haven't. I haven't moved. I'm fine. You sound really triggered about this. No, just I haven't moved. I don't touch my settings ever because they're in a good situation. No, I, I I understand that, but Jeff, we're, we're dealing with microphone problems with Jeff, and where you two are coming in on the same feed, you guys need to be at the same level. That's I when understand. we start getting it. Do you understand? I just don't like it, screwing around with my. I just don't like screwing around with my microphone when I've got it at a level I like. But I get it. I changed it. I did what yeah, you asked. Yeah, thanks, thanks for being a team player. I asked you to turn up your fucking microphone. And I did. You did it like a petulant child. Whatever. Was it that difficult to do? No, once I realized what you, is you wanted me to do, no. Then why are you so mad about it? I'm not mad. You sound pissed. I'm not. Are you out of your comfort zone now because you had to turn up your microphone? Yes. Yes, I am. I had the settings in a particular way that I was used to, and now I've changed them. And now, anyway, I'll be fine. You're unrattleable, right? Unrattleable. But you can't turn up the little knob on your microphone to help us out I over did. here. But I, but I did. Under protest, it sounds like. No, just I didn't quite understand what you were wanting me to do, because I've never had to do that before, because my microphone settings always been good. But then you explained to me why, and I understood. Okay. Paul, did you turn them down like as a unit yet? All right. Well, we can do that on the fly now that Tim's a little bit louder. Yeah, once Tim's in studio and the studio is completed, the, the construction is done, Jeff, of the studio. Uh, it still needs lighting. It still needs paint. It still needs to be cleaned and all that. But we're getting very close to having Tim in the studio. Do you, t do you think that people want to see Tim in the studio, Jeff? I think so. I think so. Do you think that will wane? I don't know. I mean, there is a nice like appeal to to the mysterious, uh, the mystery of 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 Tim. But it's not that much of a mystery because I've been on the show in the past a couple of times, so it's not like it's completely mysterious. You appear like yeah. once every two years on the show. Yeah, I'm not the great kazoo that only you can see. I suppose, but yeah, now you're just every week going to be in the studio smoking cigs at the desk. 
I don't know if I'm going to do that. Well, but, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, listen, I own the house. You can smoke cigs in the studio. All I know, but I just don't know. You, I just don't know if I'll do that. But yeah, we'll you see. know, you have to. You have to smoke a cig. You have to be smoking the entire show. Like cig <laughs> off of cig off of cig. Just look really disheveled the entire time. Do a bet my Edward R. Murrow impersonation then. Roll up my sleeves. There you go. <laughs> you can work on it. We'll, we'll shoot you in black and white too. You can be like, good night and good luck. And good luck. Uh, I, too, am going to take the Rams here. I don't feel confident in this game whatsoever. This this game feels like it has such a wide range of outcomes that, I mean, everyone bet, except for me, because I'm an idiot, but everyone took and bet Minnesota against Green Bay last week. And now, I think people perceive the Rams as being a better team, don't they? Maybe that's because it was in Minnesota, but still. That just seems... It, Feels like Green Bay should be the play, but I can't do it here. I can't pull the trigger, and all of us are taking the Rams, including the coin. I think when you look at, like, Sunday countdown, everyone, like, picks the game, feel like everyone's picking the Rams here. That never bodes well in a one-point spread game. Everybody took the Bengals last week, and the Bengals easily (laughs) took care of the Raiders, so... This is true. I was an idiot and took the Raiders there. Minnesota at San Francisco. Minnesota riding high, coming off beating the Packers at home. 48's the total. Minus three, the Niners are favored by. Jeff, are the Niners good or are they fool's gold? This is a real interesting uh, one. Both these teams seem to be hot at the moment. Uh, They're definitely playing better. You know, you can't... You just said with Tennessee a few minutes ago, I'm not comparing them but you you know we had to give Tennessee all this credit for waxing the Rams these guys did a number on them also call me crazy I think the dream ends for Minnesota for three hours on uh, on Sunday this week give me San Fran all right San Fran where are you going Tim I think this is the most intriguing game on the board maybe the most intriguing game of the year so far between two very very good teams whose records don't necessarily reflect how good they are uh i'm going to tease the vikings up to 10 and i'm going to play the vikings here if only because i do believe they are the better team uh san francisco has had some really good games but i feel like the vikings losses have been tougher and to better opponents and so in a very close game and i like i really like both of these teams i think both these teams have a legitimate shot to make a wild card even with a loss here because of the nature of their schedules, but I'm going to take Minnesota here. I think this Cousins, game does Cousins, have pretty extensive playoff implications. Does it not? It, it does. It does. And the winner is in really good shape uh, to get into a wild card. You got to remember the teams playing for that NFC wild card is new Orleans and Carolina. And those two teams are in real trouble. Um, Philadelphia, I suppose has a, an outside lane too, but like <clears> they're the Eagles. So the winner of this game is in a really good position. The loser's but not done by any means, but the loser is in a tougher spot. I think it means I think, more, I, I think this game means more to the Niners than it does to the Vikings. Just based eh, on I, just based on who these teams have to play rest of the way in their division. Um, yeah, it's going to be easier it. for the Vikings to pile up a few more cheap wins than it's going to be for the Niners with all things being equal. But uh, again, if it's almost like a stylistic matchup here, if you think that the Niners coverage can hold up a little bit i think this massively favors the 49ers because there are only really two things that the vikings don't do well they do not stop the run whatsoever but teams rarely run against them so that's good news and they can't pass block now kirk has been excellent 
under duress and staying in there and taking shots. But the Niners have an excellent pass rush and they're one of the best running teams in football. So I will take the 49ers minus three here. I think this could be the game on your teaser that could get you into some trouble if things don't go right here, because we we haven't seen the bad Vikings game yet this year. Maybe, but I just think the Vikings are a very, very good team. And I think it's gonna be a very close game, a very close game, uh, which is why I want the points and I want the teaser. Sunday night football, the Ravens are favored by four over. The Cleveland Browns, the banged up Baker Mayfield. He probably just pulled a hamstring shooting a progressive commercial. Lamar <laughs> should be back in this game. Marquise Brown should be back in that this game. That is no guarantee. I think Lamar has the same like illness that I have and have had for like the past 10 days. I couldn't imagine trying to like do anything athletic at this point. Um, <laughs> like trying to run around. Like I, I, I filmed a show on Saturday that it was a 21 minute show. I had to pause five times. That was like the worst day that I was having. Actually, Friday, that's like Tim shoveling. Yeah. It's like Tim shoveling. Like I, I could only speak by yeah. myself okay. consecutively for so long before I was like, I am like, I'm running out of air here. I couldn't imagine like trying to run around on that day. So hopefully he's feeling a little bit better this week around, but like this flu is like, it, it lasts. So uh, if he's got the same strain of influenza as I have and, people around me have been getting because it's been lasting like three weeks. So it's, it's not great. My voice still wasn't completely back yet. I don't know what I want to do in this game. Baltimore's such an easy pick here, but every time that Cleveland lines up to be the easy pick against team, they fucking win the game. So I don't know what to do. Help. It's going to be the Ravens winning by three points. Do you like Cleveland? I like Cleveland. I'm teasing them. The last part of the teaser, you give them to 11 and I'm picking them against the number. I think it's the Ravens win by three in some ridiculous, foolish fashion. And uh, the Browns get the cover. And uh, everybody is unhappy because uh, everyone will be chasing their losses with Baltimore and the Ravens are going to win, but they won't cover the number. That sounds about right to me, Jeff. Yeah, that that I could see that happening. I do want to say, and I'm going to try to say calm because I, I have a passionate feeling about this. As somebody that loves the league so much and it's minutiae, And how do I put this? Like I am enthralled with the Baker Mayfield story. And I think so much of it just is first overall pick. And that just creates not even just the expectation, but a spotlight and such a curiosity factor, um, you know, from me, uh, you know, he's going to potentially go the way of, of Jameis. And as someone that likes Jameis, I would argue Jameis, well, there were more years in Tampa than Baker might get in Cleveland. I don't know. The ceiling always felt a little higher with, with Jameis. But for all the people that harp on, like, why do we care? Why is this, like, such a big thing? I want to say the Baker Mayfield thing to me is maybe the biggest non, like, football story, like, on-field story currently in the league, how that is going to, to play out because the cost it's going to cost the amount it will cost them to give them an extension. They will be probably be able to pay a proven veteran less money in some respects or the exact same money. So it's not even like getting better at the position will cost them money. It will cost them the exact same probably is what having to pay Baker um, is and those whole developments after this week's game where he didn't talk and his wife sent out a post that she deleted. 
it's just bad. He's so fascinating because he gets he plays with the media. Pat, he's like, and me, I don't. I'm not comparing myself to Baker. I hope you could think of someone else when I make this analogy. I hope someone else comes to your head more that fits this more than me because that'd make me feel like, oh, I'm that guy. But Baker's like your friend on Twitter who can like never stay out of it, who's in like a really good spot and has like a lot of really good things going for him, but he can just never stay out of it, can never stay out of it. So, um, so it's you. Okay. <laughs> Paul's just me. Paul's just dying in the other room laughing. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, but, it's definitely you, Jeff. So that's me. Yeah, I, I teed it up. I thought, like, even when I thought of it in my head, I'm like, yeah, Baker's a lot like me. Put his back against the wall. He's going to punch. He doesn't have to. He's in a really good spot. But yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, it, it just makes it that much more intriguing. Like people can't wait to see what he's going to say or do because he's, he can unhinge himself and him trying to pick a fight with like Browns fans by saying the same people that booed him are the people that like make noise on third down while he's trying to orchestrate offense. Shut up, man. Cleveland has a lot of warts. They got a lot of faults, but it is a very intelligent football fan city like they know what they're watching and and you deserve to be booed by drunk hardcores and those are not the same people like i don't think it's nearly a percentage shared of the same people that are cheering on on third down like when you're trying to calm the crowd down i don't think that's right or fair and the history of athletes that want to attack the home fans that come out on top in the end probably zero so good luck to you man and i'm not like tim like tim truly hates this guy try to be supportive to think like it's all there and he's tough as nails but buddy big big trouble like not just the crowd he's probably living in his own head now too like that annoying not annoying i hope i'm not annoying but like that friend on twitter who just can't stay out of the fire (laughs) so you're picking who (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna i'm gonna is it gonna be a browns party i'm gonna take the browns i I like this that i've said about a couple times i usually save it a couple times a week straight field goal game right like i just like the outs in the same way i took the steelers it's a classic nfc north i'm getting more than the field goal you just take the hook you have so many outs because like one two point victories feels so much more probable in the AFC North than other head-to-head division games. That's clear perception, but I always felt those classic, like, Steeler-Raven games. You just take the points because, you like, the outs, the outs. You have so many more, like poker. I'm with you. I'm going to take Cleveland. That's a round of Cleveland, a round of Rams, a round of Chargers. We're either going to be we're either going to be doing really well on this afternoon slate or really, really poorly, but as a team. So that's really nice. Monday night, Seattle at Washington. Washington is a one-point favorite at home. They're three and seven against the spread, which really surprised me. And somehow Seattle is five and five against the spread. Is Russell gonna be right this week? Because if not, I feel like Washington is going to kill them. I don't think Washington will kill them, but I think Washington will win. Uh, and I mean, part of that's my own bias. I want Seattle to lose every single game coming in. So the higher, the better pick for us. Uh, Nice to see Jamal Adams committing pass interference to cost them a game again. 
uh, one of the great trades in NFL history was them giving up two firsts <laughs> to, to, to do nothing, to lose in the first round last year and to not even come within a sniff of the playoffs this year for two firsts. Thanks, Seattle. Appreciate it. Uh, I, I don't know. Washington's played two good football games in a row. Against no, Tampa that, that, that's and... not true. They played four good team games in a row. Like that Packers game, we talked about it. Like, yeah, they oh, they, they got into the red zone four times and didn't score a point. Almost the exact same yeah. thing happened in the Broncos game, and they lost by seven. They beat the Bucks. They beat yeah. the Panthers. Like, they're kind of on a roll uh, right now. I, so I agree. Uh, so I I accept that emendation, and uh, yeah, let's let's play Washington here. That's the side that I'm going to play as well, Jeff. I like Washington here. I feel like this should be a three-point game based on how Seattle has played. Uh, But maybe Russell Wilson's fine this week, and he has not looked fine the past two weeks. This team has not looked fine the past two weeks. But as soon as he gets right, I feel like they're – this feels like they're going to be out of it, and then they're going to win four straight games, and, like, everyone's going to be fantastic to end the year. And then, Tim, you want them to win some games here because the Jets might have – the number two pick or the number one pick on their pick, wouldn't you want Seattle to have the 11th pick, which you have already said that is the second best pick in the draft? As ideal as that is, I don't know if Seattle can get to the 11th pick at three and seven. I think they they would have to really go on a run. No, I, I, whatever. I, I understand what you're saying, but uh, wouldn't it be awesome to have picks two and three in the draft or something? I mean, I'm Seattle. I mean, if Seattle wins this game, they have the Texans, Bears, and Lions left on their schedule. That's positive news. Those are winnable games. They have the Rams, Cardinals, and 49ers. They have one more division game each. Maybe they can sneak one of them if Russell Wilson gets right. If not, they could lose all of these. Probably nothing to the Lions, but they could lose all those games as well. Yeah. They're, they're a really weird team right now. Have, but, they scored, what, three points on offense in the last two weeks? Well, yeah, they were shut out against Green Bay and... Did they score an offensive touchdown last week? Yeah, DJ Wasn't Dallas. Pick six ha- or no, D- DJ Dallas scored a rushing touchdown. Must have been set up by a turnover then. Um, yeah, I mean, they're getting turnover. They're turning the ball over. They're getting a couple turnovers. they got to hold on to the ball. This could be a place by the time we get to this game on Monday. I'm actually going to bet Seattle. But as we sit here today, I'm, I'm pretty um, – one-sided on wanting to pick pick for the purposes of, well, that, of well, what well, we well, do. Well, that's getting beeped. We told you you Shit. can't say that anymore. It's been good. I think I went two whole weeks. No, I, I I edited it out last week. I suck again. It's good. You're 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 getting better at it, and you're cognizant of it now. We're just getting rid of the name, not their name. Yeah, I caught it right away, but I'm bad. And I think WFT football team. I think it's so cool. Why don't you just um, call them the what the fox? Because that's what just their acronym and looks it like. It does seem like there's a bit of a, oh, they're good again to like, how do you put this? They win a couple games. People get, you know, super, super excited about, about their prospects. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Tim, how much more different is their situation than say those two teams in the uh, San Francisco and Minnesota? Quite a bit. I mean, not only are they a game further out, uh, you know, they got to play Dallas twice, I do believe. And uh, like, those are just losses. Uh, They're not quite in the same position. I think you're going to have to get to 10 wins to make the playoffs. And I don't think that 10 wins is on the cards for them. Anyway, I don't know if you guys caught this, but Pete Carroll 
pretty much walked off his presser on Sunday and had to like come back 40 minutes later. Did, did you have to read the say, tra- did you have to read the transcript of that or did you get to see it like video? I got to see lots of video of it. Um Sunday post game pressers for the most part end up everywhere. Um but thank you. I don't know he seems so lost. It's like something's got to give there, but I also agree with Pat that they they'll probably finish strong in Seattle way, and I don't know if they'll be able to save jobs. Does feel like the end of those two, Wilson and and Carroll, is gonna certainly come to an end. I'm picking Washington, but it's a one percent confidence, and it could honestly be a real money Seattle bet by by Monday. I want to look this up on DraftKings Sportsbook right now. Not that I say, not that I think this is going to happen, but with the way that the schedule is set up, Washington could win the NFC East with the way that their schedule breaks down. Now, obviously, they'd have to win all these games. You could say the same about Denver, though. I mean, well, Denver's what, like one game back of the division lead? Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Sorry. Bad <laughs> comparison. Like, they're very, like, they're not going to win their division, but. Dallas just continues to get hurt over and over. And if you think that, I mean, we, we talked about it with Philly a little bit earlier. Everyone's just giving them these wins all the way down the board that maybe Washington is the team that we should be looking at. And maybe they've somehow, they got better on defense without Chase Young around. I don't know how that's possible, but they're getting healthier kind of at the right time minus Chase Young, which is obviously a huge loss, but their pass rush is still good. Then their secondary has been getting a little bit better. Maybe Heineke can, I don't know, convert on red zone i'm trying to find this where the hell is this team futures all right team futures division winner the east washington is 25 to 1 that's probably not high enough because they go seattle raiders those could potentially be two wins for them that gets them back to 500 at six and six then they go eagles cowboys they go cowboys eagles cowboys eagles the next four weeks and then the giants to to finish off so they have one two three four five divisional games to finish the year. I don't know if I've ever seen that before. I can't believe they, uh, they go Cowboys, e- home Cowboys at Eagles, at Cowboys, at home Eagles. Like, that's a weird stretch on a schedule. Very weird. Uh, yeah, I mean, if they were to, they, they pretty much have to sweep, sweep. The Yeah, they would have to sweep. I don't think that's going to happen, but no. I would want like 40 to 1 on something like that. Better odds of betting them their money line and then just multiplying it game after game rather yep. than taking yeah yes you would probably be right about that but you know the investment in something like that would be a whole lot more obviously yeah it's not like that's right it's not like you can just go and parlay their their money lines together for the rest of the year because that would be a lot higher but running it back week after week eventually you just have a bunch of money yes that's right but it's plausible that they could do it it's improbable obviously it's probably less that's a what would i need it's probably a less than one i probably need like a hundred to one to bet on that I could tell you right now, because I was looking at a graph earlier today about seed probability. Yeah, but in this uh, scenario, like, you have to give Washington wins in all five of those division games. That's the only way that's possible. Yeah. Okay. Washington, to be the three seed, which would mean winning the division, they have a 0.2% chance. To win the four seed, which also would include winning a division, has a 1.7% chance. So your theory by... by so they have um, a 1 in 50 chance of doing this. Yeah, so they would... I mean, less than that. So you need to bet somewhere around 70 to 1 to win the division would be the true number, I guess. 
and you're getting half that, so it's not worth it. Not even half that. You're getting 25 to 1. You're getting a third of that, so bad bet. Okay. I can make it about me again for a moment and say the chart hyper interesting because they have percentages between eight and 11% to make every single seed in the AFC. Like they're the most balanced, like they could finish anywhere, obviously including not in the playoffs, but they could be the one seed. They could be the seventh seed and it all kinds of falls in the exact same percentage range. It's really weird. Because all the AFC teams play each other down the stretch. Uh, there's a ton of teams that are going to finish 11 and 6. Are you, if you really like, I mean, by the numbers, like I said, the Patriots are the best team in football. They're still plus 130 to win the East. Yeah, of course they are. Because a lot of people are still backing Buffalo blindly and will continue to do so. Pat made a great point, though. I don't, I really like what Pat said yesterday. Patriots on the money line next week in uh, Buffalo. If you like them to win the division, there's probably even get better odds. I know. See, I don't, I I don't, I I, I actually don't think so. Go ahead, Jeff. I'm going to look at that. See if I can find next week's lines. Well, I'm just saying on the Thanksgiving show, you made a point is, you know, I like to stress time and time again, that I believe the team that wins the Super Bowl hasn't peaked yet. And you made some, what I believe, I mean, as someone who believes the talent is in Buffalo and likes the coaching staff, it's easy to continue this point, I guess, that I'm going to try to make, but which is really piggybacking off your point is I do in many ways see, or maybe I'm just blindfully hoping to see some similarities between them and, and some of those great Chiefs teams of a couple years ago. Um, you know, they can really peak at the right time. I think there could arguably be some value on Buffalo in a total buy low moment as people have totally bought in on the Patriots. I disclaimer, I think Patriots are so cool and amazing too. So not running to make either bet. Yeah. The, the bills haven't fallen far enough yet is the thing. I guess the point I'm trying to get at, they're still minus 160 to win the division. You're right, Tim, that the Patriots are plus 155 to beat the bills yeah. next week in Buffalo on Monday night. It's a three and a half point spread. Yeah. But you expect the Bills to lose throttled Thanksgiving, I feel, too. I think, I, think, then, I think that the Bills might lose on Thanksgiving. No, I think the Bills win big on Thanksgiving. We get them, like, minus five against the Patriots. No we chance. They could play a tight game against the Titans. They would ha- uh, they, yeah, the Patriots would have to lose outright to the Titans, and the Bills would have to smoke the Saints for that well, to that, be that, five and a half. With an injury. There'd have to be an injury for people to, to get – Minus five with Buffalo. No, I don't, again, what's the difference between three and a half and five? Not a heck of a lot, right? That doesn't take a lot of money to float that there. Anyway, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, fair, good point. Fair, fair. I would just, there would have to be such a drastic outcome for people to turn on that game, that to turn on the Patriots that quickly. People want to turn on the Patriots. It's just really hard to do that right now. Yeah, that's true. So if they just beat Tennessee, the line probably moves towards like they beat them by seven. It's also like an, a revenge game for Brady's last game as a Patriot in some respects, right? Yeah, but no one there cares. I'm just, yeah, fair enough. Okay. That will do it. On the Pat Mayo Experience, it's time to give some super locks out. So, I lost last week. Both you guys won. So, Jeff, that will put you up. You have, if you win this week and I lose this week, we are tied at the top of the super lock standings. I'm nine and two. You're eight and three. Tim is five and six right now. So, Jeff, go ahead. Five and five. Carolina. 
You're not five and five. It's week 12. Carolina minus two in Miami. Yeah. All right. Jeff or Tim. Steelers. Pittsburgh plus four at the Cincinnati Bengals. If I was blindly doing this, it would be Tennessee plus six, but that's not what I'm going to do. I'm going to go on this. I can't do the Giants. That's ugh. Give me Tampa. Give me Tampa. The the first first thing I did when I looked at the board, I made this mistake last week when I looked at the board. First thing I thought the Colts were massively undervalued. Didn't do it. Didn't pull the trigger on it. I think the already. Well, we started the show. We've already made the picks at two and a half. I, I, I get my two and a half. So minus two and a half Tampa Bay already getting a half point of value on this one. Although that's being juiced down. No, that's the over that's being juiced down right now. That'll probably get back to two and a half. DraftKings Sportsbook changes their odds really quickly, by the way. If, if there's a number you want to get on a hook, it'll probably pop up at some point during the week, and then it will change like 45 minutes later. Like, Paul usually does the boards for the show an hour before I write them down on the sheet, and we they're usually like off. Four of the games will be off by a point or a half point in that time frame. Okay. Are you guys good to go, or do you want to recap your uh, free money teaser, Tim? Got to give the free money teaser. It's a five-team seven-point tease. Vikings, Steelers, Patriots, Browns, Jets, and that pays plus 320. 320 on the tease. I do have, uh, Jeff, did you know that I, I rigged up a little game here for Tim? I remember we started the What Does It Cost on the Thanksgiving show. I got a few of them here. Some everyday items, and we'll take the average of these. Tim, do you know how much a crock pot at Walmart costs? Oh, Lord. Do you know what a, uh, do you know what a crock pot is? Yeah. I'll say $50. You would get that correct. Uh, $50. If I was to install a new doorbell with a video camera, Tim, how much would that cost? Probably a ton of money. Uh I just did this. I'm sorry, how much did you say? 2000. Jeff, what would you say it costs? I would guess plus the installation. No, no, like it's just a camera. It's a doorbell. You put the, you buy the doorbell in the camera. I don't know. I bought one of the Nest things. What would two, three hundred bucks, right? You can get them for eighty five dollars right now. Eighty five dollars. I bought like a multi. I think I bought like a multi unit. I think. Yeah. How many cameras do you have? This backyard. Yeah. There's a couple. Yeah, so you, you have more than one camera. This is the doorbell yeah. camera. Yeah. So, yeah, Tim, you were off by almost $2,000 on that one. Yeah, I did not diagnose that one well. And uh, for all the crooks out there, you know, Tim currently does not have one. That's why he's worried about Amazon packages being stolen off his porch. Yes, I am. A mini so He's got to go to the mall to pick it up. A, a, a An average mini fridge from walmart that's 2.5 cubic feet tim how much do you think that that costs four hundred dollars jeff 150 175 would be the answer to that one tim you might be getting overcharged everywhere you go you know that right (laughs) well i knew the crock pot you you got one we've done like six of these so far you got the crock pot exactly right and you've been off by a factor of at least four over on everything else. Tim 
Tim, no wonder Tim doesn't need to check prices, Pat, because he just has so much experience thinking he's getting so much freaking value everywhere <laughs> he goes based on what he thinks he's going to be spending. Do you think it's a plus or minus EV move to not know what things cost? Probably a minus EV move. All right. I got one more for you. Okay. All right. You are a fan of the show Below Deck Mediterranean, correct? I am. So two days and three nights is a typical charter for that specific yacht uh, off of Croatia, the one that you saw on Below, Below Deck Mediterranean. For someone to book that yacht not on the show, just be like the three of us, if we wanted to do it, how much would that cost? Two nights, three days. For how many people? It, it doesn't matter. $50,000. Jeff. 22. $200,000. Oh, wow. If you'd go on the show, it's between forty and fifty thousand. How much of a but then you pay him like a fifty thousand dollar tip? Well, what do you think that the standard tip is for something like this? It ought to be like fifteen to twenty percent of your price. That is correct. Fifteen to twenty percent is exact. So, I mean, you would have tipped a lot less because you would have paid a lot less if you got it for one. See, that's it's funny. Super expensive things you go way under, and super cheap things you go way (laughs) over. That's very strange interesting how that ends up working out (laughs) someone asked me and this is a true story if you've ever bought anything in your life of course i have you've seen me buy things but it's usually like the same thing well i tend to buy similar things yes like go ahead i'm just trying to think like tim's recent biggest purchase was probably his car Yes. And did you think, like, you must have left that experience thinking you saved, like, $70,000. I did. My car has a backup cam. <laughs> and Bluetooth. Bluetooth. You pronounce that like Jeff pronounces Encino Man. So, yeah, I felt like I was getting a steal. But you have no idea. No, but, like, it seemed like a good price, so I went with it. Well, what seems like a good price? I could have walked over to your house with a doorbell camera and have been like, yeah, that's two grand, Tim. Like, okay, sounds good. <laughs> I don't know. It wasn't just me. I got some help. Okay, so you, you did have a consultant on it. Yeah, I asked my father to help me. He's pretty shrewd. All right, well, there you go. Well, do you know if he's shrewd? Because you don't know what anything costs. Yeah. Well, yeah, but he, he seemed to have a pretty good sense of it. And actually, my grandfather yeah, had, had a look at it, too, so... Either we're all being bamboozled or uh, I got a good deal. Either well, way. Well, what if this runs in the family? Just like Supreme. Well, the- Supreme like you, you have supreme confidence. Like when I asked you those questions about how much those things cost and you gave me your answer, you knew that was the answer, what you said, right? Like you didn't like waver on that for a second. Like, am I guessing too much? Am I not? No, like, no, this is this no, is what it costs. I'm, the number and I'm going with it. Yeah. So if that's like a family trait, you got to watch out, man. <laughs> All right, I will see you on Thanksgiving as we watch the game. Yes, Everyone out there, I want to be safe and to call that mental helpline if you're eating your Thanksgiving dinner over the sink because uh, you're in a bad place and you can get out of that bad place. Listen, we all get into bad places sometimes. Not as bad as eating over the sink multiple times per month or even once a month. That's kind of crazy. But you need to thank 
Tim Andercast. Tim Andercast. That is not my name. For bringing all of this to our attention, and now your attention too, and now you can enjoy Thanksgiving. I mean, I don't enjoy Thanksgiving because, like I said, being around my family that long just sounds god-awful. I was going to the basement or something. I don't like smoking around my grandparents. I got to, like, sneak out back and, like, spray myself with perfume, like my uncle and I, just so they don't know that we're smoking out there. It's a real scene. Jeff, you know how it is, don't you? Yeah, and I get, like, people complain at me after that I disappeared for too much of the evening, but that's how I roll. You just want to go smoke a joint out back or something like that. I disappear. I disappear. I do laps. I think I'm being like methodical and sharp and suave. Like I do enough to make sure you see me and like have the moment. But in the end, you see none of me. None of me. Uh, I will be back on. Actually, I'll be back Thursday. I have a show coming out Thursday. Uh, It's a split show that I did with Davis. We recorded an extra hour of just our random chats back and forth. So if you need time to kill or you got some alone time or just want to like sneak off to the bathroom just to get away from people and need something to listen to, I'll have fresh content on Thanksgiving for you. That's evergreen. That'll last a while for your trip back too. And obviously the show is good until Sunday uh, if you want stuff to on your trip to kill time with. Again, that is really the purpose of the show. Friday, I will be back not live, but me, Cam, and Pizzola are doing the Best Bet Show on Friday, and then I'll have the injury recap on Saturday. So, being Canadian, I'm here for your content needs to keep you up to date on all the news. I want to thank you all for watching. I want to congratulate Tim for winning that poll and being correct. I'll give him some more credit for that. Rate and review the podcast. If you are one of the three people selected, you'll win 100 bucks and Listener's League and all that fun stuff. Just enjoy yourself this week, all right? I'll see you next time. Family or experience? Experience!